I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hello, welcome Hello. to Roast Mortem. It's time to do a show. Oh my god. Whoa. My name is Tom. I am Travis. I will be your Cody for this. And uh, Mike, he's been snowed in. Uh, it's, and by that, I mean it's going to snow in two hours here on Long Island. And Mike has decided that uh, he's going to not drive here because he drives a Adam Corolla, which don't do well in the snow. I just think I that he's going to have Disney Snow Day. Oh. Remember that movie? No. No. I mean, oh, I believe you it exists, but what happened in it? It's, it's basically snow? Pete and Pete the movie, and it snowed. And then they had right. a, I can't really remember it, but it's basically a bunch of Michaels. Minus smoking weed and skateboarding, and they were playing in the snow. I, I remember the theme song that they had, or they were playing a commercial that had the song, and it was called Some Dumb Blonde. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never saw the movie. I just saw that music video that they were using to promote it. A lot of fun. Well, Travis. Well, we got we to gotta strap a GoPro to Mike's head someday and realize how movies are made. Yeah, we got to ask how his snow day was, but I think more importantly, I got to ask how your week was. Oh, my week. Oh, my week. Uh, my week has been weird. Uh, I got that rowing machine. Oh, yeah. How's that? Guess what? Gotta return it. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> break yeah. it? What happened? Dude, I thought my butthole was gonna break it because I'm a big boy. But, like, I only got 300 strokes and the band, like, that connects the actual, like, pull part, like, the nylon strap started to fray. Really? 300 strokes. I mean, That's I do 300 strokes on yeah. my penis and it doesn't fall apart. I think we're yeah. just figuring out Travis has corrosive sweat. I don't know, man. I, I think, I think that's that the Chinese. Takeaway. I think it's a Chinese rowing machine I got. So you got the you didn't get the Nordic track one, the Nordic track. I have that type of money. You got to do Patreon. Get me fit, dude. I would love to yeah. see you fit. I want you to I want you to show up in my house and fucking King Kong me out the fucking window without <laughs> even telling me that you're coming over. Just go, Tom, you call me fat once and then step on my head. Well, I was all about it. I was all, I got 300 strokes and I realized the fucking thing's broken. Uh, and they're like, I love oh. that you know. And like I love they're that like you know and they're like, "Oh, strokes. just cuz it counts." And it was like, yeah, and it was like and they were like, "Oh, just box it up and we'll like pick it up." I'm like, "I can't fit it in any boxes. I already threw the box out." <laughs> Why'd you throw the box out? Because I thought it was working. <laughs> you're a victim and you're also lazy. You so can now go I had to wait. A, you, you, yeah, I had to I had to wait six months until they come pick the stupid shit up, or six weeks until they come pick That's the stupid, stupid shit up. That's stupid. And you know yeah. what? They're gonna give you. They're gonna give you the fucking COVID. I bet you. Probably. Damn. Well, I Travis, also watched that's... a really terrible movie called Dig. It's about. I knew right away. I was like, oh, this is the Sutton Who burial dig, and it was about a man who didn't know anything about archaeology, and he was ruining archaeology and trying to stick it in the butt of some noble lady. And it was, was cut really bad. What noble lady? I don't know. She was some it, lord or duke or some was shit. Was she played by Dukes. Judy Dench? Do you think Judy Dench likes to take it in the butt? That might be a little... Yeah. Just think about it. Um, was Probably it not. Say, does, it, does it... In this movie, Dig, is the... Um, 
opening credit song Dig by the band Mudvayne. Yes, it was. This is old English man. He's biking. He's playing Dig by Mudvayne. Uh, that song is basically <clears throat> giant walking silly time. Cody, how was your week? Oh, good. A uh, little stressful stuff happening in the background, but nobody needs to worry. Uh, I, I, I had that. I, I, I had that experience again, where someone I have to work with can't peg down my age at all. So, it, the, for the for for the listeners at home, I'm. If you look at my face, I'm very ambiguously aged. Yes, you know, you know that like carnival game where it's like, guess your weight, guess your age. I go to those and I'm like, guess my age, bitch, and they're way off every time, and I win. You got a little baby feet. Yeah, it's, but he also looks 50. Yeah. It's somewhere in yeah, between. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. the new mustache goatee thing, you definitely kind of got I think like I'm going to knock this off soon because I don't like it. I don't it. know. I like it. Cody, well, you might. You also get race confused. People think you're Spanish often, correct? Oh, that, that, that happened twice. Not the Spanish part, but I was race and age confused by the same person in the same breath and sentence. And she, I, I, I blew her like tiny mind open. Usually, I, I I get the I get the age mistake when they ask me how college is going. You know, they're like Cody, how's college? And I just want to like fucking jump on her chest and be like, "Bitch, I have not been in a school classroom for fucking a decade now." Cody, that's why you gotta have a hacky sack in your pocket and be like, "Dude, it's great, bro. It's like, cool." Like frisbee or something. Moves. Yeah, frisbee. Do kids so, do that like, in college anymore? Do they just do Digimon hacky sack? Pokemon goes. Hey, can I get some uh, ramen money? Yeah. So I blew her mind. She thought I was 18. I'm like, bitch, I'm 32. And then she's like, oh, my God. Imagine if you were Filipino, you'd look like you were eight. <laughs> you were <laughs> just looking at. She's, she, this is a Filipino woman. So oh. she knows what she's talking about. And I'm just looking at her like, bitch, I am Filipino. And her mind got blown again for the second time because I look like a, I look like a, like a 22-year-old white guy. And I'm actually an incognito 32-year-old Filipino man that also has some Irish in him. If anyone who listens to the show doesn't know what Cody looks like, imagine his name is... Imagine a man named Hector. That's what Cody looks oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now, now, imagine a man named Hector, but he's actually related to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. Hector the Rock Johnson. I don't Rock know, I'm Johnson. not. Jimenez. Hector the Rock Stone. Yeah. So that's fun, Cody. I'm sorry that yeah. you get like that sometimes. No, it's but. fun because I, I just like seeing people's like grasp on reality shake in their hands. You know what I mean? Like, you're not a teenager? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're well, that, just like, that's but, good. but, but reality. And I'm just like, your reality's wrong, bitch. Cody, you need to start culturally appropriating your own culture and start wearing a fanny pack like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Do that. Tom, the, I'm going to do the grass skirt thing. And maybe Tom, how was your week? Over that. Do it. Um, my week was fine. Really nothing to report, but I, I was thinking of what I would say during this very important segment of the show, which people are hanging on to every word that we say. I am. Um, I thought I would take this opportunity to call out a podcast. Um, oh. It's not a rivalry or anything like this. I don't know these people. Um, I actually was sent a message on the old Indeed from my times of hunting for a job. Uh, yeah. Nobody unsubscribes from these things, so they always see the new LinkedIn's and things when they're not even looking. I'm not looking for a job, but I decided to click this one because 
This one said that the podcast called uh, What the Fuck's Up Podcast is looking oh, for. Yeah. Yeah. So I clicked. I was just like, what is this? They're looking for an uh, audio editing intern. So, of course, I'm not interested, yeah, but okay, I click okay. on it anyway. I go, let me see what these people are doing. Job details, part-time, internship, contract. What? Okay. We're having okay. fun. All right. Uh, wow, number buddy. of hires for the role, one, of course. Qualifications, bachelors, required. Yeah, <laughs> for an internship. <laughs> okay, this gets fun. Full job description. And I'm going to read her whole name because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm cozy. The podcast is terrible. I listened to about 30 seconds of it. I want to kill myself after. <laughs> okay. uh, please do not apply to this job unless you have relevant audio engineering experience. Preferentially in podcasting. And unfortunately, video editing work does not qualify. Thank you Ooh. and best of luck out there. I know it's hard right now, asterisk. Oh. Oh, man. This, this fun wow, that really touches me. Yeah, right? Don't you want this yeah. job? Don't you want to Dude. get into this job market? It, but it's tough right now, Tom. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. It's very tough, especially if you're looking for free work that requires a bachelor's degree. Yeah, and if you do filthy video, you will never understand what audio is all about. Yeah, right. it's because almost as, like... Because as a video editor, I only cut silent films. Yeah. Because I'm not an it's, audio engineer. It's almost like whoever posted that Indeed track doesn't realize video means visual audio. Oh, Cody, it just we're just starting oh. up here, man. So, oh, hi. No. My, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin. That's how it's. Is this you? I'm not going to throw a last name in, but you already know the podcast. Hi, I'm Caitlin, the host of What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm seeking a skilled, thorough, passionate, and dedicated audio in in editing intern. Audio editing currently takes a lot of my time, and I'd love some assistance with it since I basically I learned as I went. And while I've become pretty good at it, I'd prefer to mostly stick to the talent portion of this podcast. Oh, uh, artist! You dumb bitch. You and your two co-hosts have zero talent. Get that in your head before you ask for an intern. Uh, okay, continuing here. Interns need to be earned, man. Yeah, you need well, to have... Uh, a, oh, this podcast has eight episodes, by the way. They started in March, like every other quarantine podcast, and they, they've had eight episodes, and they're ready for season two to come out. Oh, no, 10 episodes. Mark my words. Dude, this is just an intern, so they're going to be shadowing someone that knows what they're doing. Right. Shadowing. Yes, they're here to learn. Not someone who uh, has a bachelor's degree in (laughs) (laughs) uh, retardation. Uh, Okay. Where was that? That's offensive to retards. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Let me just finish reading this, guys. I don't want to take up this whole very important segment with this little stupid bitch. It's kind of fun, though, right? I might do this every time. Um, I like hating. I like hating. It would be great to have someone who I can show my current editing process to, as I am somewhat picky, and they can implement that as well as adding their own touches. I also am currently struggling with the setup, (laughs) with the person setup. So if someone could coach me through that, that would be amazing. Now, I know I can't read that well. And perhaps the listener of this show might go, Tom, you can't read. Why are you making fun of this poor girl? Um, I don't need to read to know that I'm looking at an idiot <laughs> writing something. This is dude, horrible. I think one of my favorite things is getting coached by interns. Dude, I love it. I need someone to coach me. I need an intern with a bachelor degree. <laughs> This Coach just, me. It keeps. I love so, it. People are just. Oh my god! All right, so I'm gonna just fly through the rest of this real quick. Um, 
What the Fuck's Up podcast is a comedic yet deep interview-based podcast about being in your 20s and figuring out what the F is up. Most interviews run 1.5 to 2 hours. I try to edit them down to an hour. Could you imagine listening to various 20-year-olds trying to figure it out on a podcast and thinking they're funny? Have you ever met a group of three girls who thought they were funny? Well, there's a reason why we started this show when we were almost done with our 20s. Mm. Imagine yeah. we did this when we were like 23. It would be terrible. This would be horrible. So either way, it's a part-time job. It's contract intern, zero pay for per year. Uh, why is it contracted? I don't know. Um, supplemental. <laughs> well, I think that's what they call a deed when it comes to talking about slaves, <laughs> which is what something a lot of white pe- oh. women are looking for. Um, supplemental pay, bonus pay. COVID-19 consideration. I am very COVID conscious as I had a best case in October. I don't know what that means. Um, Either way, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but it's, it blew my mind as I was shitting really, really soft chunks. And this made it even better. So this was my week. Every show fucking sucks. (laughs) Your show's bad. Give up. I can't wait. I can't wait to get flack for this. Ugh. I don't care because even if it's undeserved, we're gonna get flack. Probably. Listen, do your podcast. I'm all about people experimenting and having fun. I get it. You're bored. You want to do a podcast? You listen to Joe Rogan. You listen to fucking uh, serial, whatever. Make your podcast. Don't yeah. ask for fucking help. <laughs> or if you do, pay them. Yeah, pay them. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, maybe maybe make a podcast. Maybe maybe the thing that you're uploading that you worked really hard on that you're very particular on shouldn't. Suck so much. Uh, okay, Port, that's it. Port would not suck. <laughs> Cody, not I hear suck. you have done the research in which oh, podcasts, shit, that me? maybe some podcasts should require. Wait, Ooh! I thought we already did a roast. <laughs> no, I'm just warming up, Travis. Man, I'm fun. That's my... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Come on, give me a Calisthenics. break. Calisthenics. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm I like just this. stretching out. Shout out to Caitlin. Stretch the butt out. Shout out to Caitlin. You're a good, you're a good sport, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Cody, you've done yeah. the research. Bring it so, home. Well, let's go. Let's go to the show. Cody, what That's, the fuck's up? Yeah. So <laughs> on our mortician that, slab. <laughs> yes. Dumbass. Don't All right. keep it. Keep it at bay. Fight it. Uh, we're doing the, the, the body on our mortician slab tonight is one, the only uh, Clyde Barrow, a.k.a. the stupid half of Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't know who you were talking about. Then I realized it's Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde is it's Clyde Chestnut Barrow. Really? And I, I'm not doing the, the quotations in the middle of his name like it's a fucking nickname. No, his birth certificate says Clyde Chestnut Barrow. Are, are, were, were his parents like Christmas squirrels? Uh... <laughs> No, they were dirt poor farmers. Well, I'm just gonna say, if I'm gonna have a child, I'm gonna name him uh, Brock Brazil Nut Lee. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. I like that, Cody. Let me ask you before we get into this. I really don't know much about Bonnie and Clyde. I know, like, kind of the idea behind it. Like, two people just going fuck it and doing a bunch okay, of bank how about, robbery. How about this? Yeah, just give me how a quick tell summary. Me? No, no. How about you tell me what you know so we can bring up sure. uh, the, the, the non-American English listeners? Sure. You know, there's, some, there's probably some Australian and Brits that are like, who the fuck is Bonnie? So who the fuck is Clyde? This is mostly a West Coast story, right? It's uh, Southwest. Southwest. Okay, so it's a couple that went around robbing people. Yep. 
and probably using too many plastic straws and doing hate speech in places. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And they basically just ride or died it out for a bunch of years, right? And they were uh, they were like um, some of the last real um, outlaws of the United States. Oh, this is this is a good old American days of just. There's a fucking machine gun in your trunk. Why? Because it's the 30s in America. Why the fuck wouldn't you have a machine gun in your fucking Ford V8? It like, this is up. where America can actually engineer and make things really well. And some, some of those things are fucking cars. And the other half of those things are fucking guns. And our fucking boy, Clyde Barrow, is just like, what a time to be alive. And you could be like, dude, in the future we have Bluetooth. And he's like, fuck that. Well-made American cars and guns. Tom, let me catch uh, you up on real quick on what a real renegade is here on the West Coast. Sure, please. You mentioned pl you mentioned plastic straws. Nah, uh, we're yeah. kind of over that. COVID's happening. Right now, if you call someone homeless, ooh, you're a renegade. They're not homeless. They're houseless. Yeah, wow. but what about what what what? what, what I got to ask. What service does a house play? What's it's well, you know, I mean, their home is the streets. Those just they just don't have a house. Right, but they—that's that, also your streets that you paid for with your, <laughs> like you—that's your. They're house technically too. on your lawn, yeah. Travis. You could, yeah. Be, well, in fact, they what? probably I, haven't paid that, paid for Tom, any of it. Home is where the house is. So right, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> well, yeah, code. <laughs> so tell me about these houseless people. All right, so Renegades. let's set this. <laughs> let's let, let's set this shit up. As for the setting, it's the American Southwest and the Midwest during the Great Depression. A lot of dust. Prohibitions going on. A lot of dust. As Tom said, the Dust Bowl fiasco is happening. And uh, we got laughably loose laws regarding gun and car ownership. Uh, the guns and cars are American made. They don't fucking suck. They actually work. They work well because this is when America took pride in their shit. And uh, American state police are still figuring things out and dipshits. So what a time to be a criminal. Am I right? Like, yeah. Mr. Clyde Barrow picked his time to be alive and a criminal. Right, so this is like Grapes of Rash shit, which I always got confused with the California Raisins. I thought yeah, that I they were that. like the for wrath you. of the yeah, yeah. I can see that for you. Oh, uh, get them away from me. <laughs> These criminal raisins coming in here. All purple-faced. Hydrated. Well, they just played the blues so well. I don't know. I never liked the California raisins because I don't like raisins. And I was a or free thinker as a child. I didn't want to eat raisins, so I Tommy. didn't want raisins singing at me. Tom eating fucking craisins like a fucking weirdo. Oh, dude. Yes, I was a California. I was a, a, a South Florida craisin fan, a craisinette. We need to put you out of your misery. Kill me. March 24th, 1909. Clyde Chestnut Barrow was born into a family of... Uh, dirt poor turd farmers in Dallas. Now, another uh, glorious heyday thing is um, if you're the mayor of a city like Dallas and you have a homeless problem, you have this option you can do that for whatever reason, we just stop doing it all together for some reason. Cody, 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 stop it. Uh, homeless. Houseless. House. Embarrassment. Houseless. <laughs> Houseless people. There, there's an option that you can do as a mayor that we just stop doing for whatever reason. And I think it's a good idea. You go to the slums, you tell all of these houseless, houseless. If they're in slums, yeah. is it still houseless, Travis? Dude, home is where the heart of Chile is. So you go to the slum. You go to, you go to the slum and be like, hey, 
we're knocking your slums down, but we're going to set you up on the other side of the railroad tracks. And you, ju- you just call yourself, um, insert compass name, insert city. So and that's how West Dallas came about. Oh, okay. The mayor was just like, all right, you're all houseless. We're going to put you in a house over there. And we're going to knock down your slums and put up a shopping mall. Sound good? And all of the homeless people are just like, uh, it's not even really complete. It's government housing. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. And the mayor's like, yeah, dog, but plumbing, though. And all the hobos were like, oh, yeah, give us the plumbing. And that's how, like, fucking East Dallas or West Dallas, excuse me, is made. Cody, do you know if this was a national thing? Like, is that when in Will Smith's song in West Philadelphia, born and raised? This is Dallas, you fucker. I know, but I'm just saying, did that happen everywhere? Where they're like, okay, all the poor people. It go seems right like here. it was just a thing. Like, oh, this is New York. What do you you, you want to call that? Fucking East New York? Just no, just call it Jersey. What a. Well, there is a wet a East New York, which is really weird, and it's yeah. poor. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, you take the I don't know. You, you, you empty out, you knock down the slums, you put something nice for yourself, and the people that were in the slums, you just give them the new half of the city. Okay, that's fine. I like moving people. Who cares? Whatever. If they don't have a bean to grab anyway, just put them somewhere else. It's fine. But this this is what happens now. I I just was curious. The violent crime rate in Dallas is. Hold on, let me just skip all this. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, the odd of being a victim in some kind of crime, particularly a property crime in West Dallas, is about double the rest of the United States. So, yeah, it's, it's what happens. Yeah. So, shout out yeah, to that mayor for really team. concentrating the problem. Yeah. yeah. Dallas Salad. You know, Dallas Salad. <laughs> I look, I, I would watch your step in that city. And it's not just the crime, it's the uh, anal crimes, the poop that uh, is on the sidewalk. Mm. Continue. So the Barrow, the Barrow family's like, all right, we'll take a government housing, even though it's not ready yet. It'll be done by the time we get there, right? And the mayor's like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, probably. Go go, go see. So they, 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 you know, pack up a wagon, roll out there, and sure enough, there's nothing made. So the Barrow family, being dirt poor in, like, a strange place, uh, flips their wagon over and just camps underneath it for months, waiting for, like, their half of the city to be finished. So it's just like, wow, this was great. <laughs> All right. At least and they had a they, cabin. I mean, they uh, they, they had the carriage. They flipped yeah. over their, their wagon, and they saved up to buy a tent. So if going to tent life is moving on up for the Barrow family, you know they're poor. You know they're poor as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So this guy's it's a hard knock life, as Ludacris said. It's Wait, really a shame. Song? It's really a shame. You know, it's a great way to make criminals. By just not giving people anything really kind of works. What have we been doing for the last like 11 months here in the States? Oh, we've been taking away everything. A lot of fun. (laughs) We'll be seeing something, some interesting events in the near future. History repeats itself. Where's the, is that a guillotine? Um, At the age of 16, Clyde quits schooling altogether. And at the tender age of 17, he has his first log into his uh, rap sheet. Grand Theft Auto. I guess start big if you're going to be a criminal. 17 years old, Grand Theft Auto. He's fucking stealing cars. Wait, what year is this? Sorry, I'm lost. We are, he's 17 and 1909 and this is 1926. Yo, so he sold a 1926 car though? Yes. They have like uh, mad levers and cranks and shit. Here's the thing. Here's (laughs) the thing why Clyde is so good at cars. Or car thieving, rather, is uh, the electric stutters introduced and the early versions of that are so fucking laughably easy to hotwire 
like you don't even need a key for like the first generations of electric carters. Oh, so you, you just, just like rub your feet on some carpet and like touch the key thing? It's like yeah, you, you, you <laughs> static shock the fucking yeah. ignition lock and it starts right up and Claude's like, well, guess I'm a car thief for the rest of my life now because this is easy as shit. People also like, you know, you, you know how like when we grew up, like when we grew up, like you'd be able to just do anything like ride a bike down the street and now kids can't do that. But they then our, par- but like our, our parents would, would tell us how they would just walk everywhere all the time and everything was on, you know, there was nothing off bounds at all. Like they could right, just like do when shit. I was in the, when I was in the fourth grade, I started a cock, cock fighting ring. Right. So I know for a fact that at this point in history, up until like the forties, when it came to having a car, people just left their keys in the ignition. Like all the time. Like that was like the sense of community they had. They didn't, they were just like, oh yeah, just, you just turn that thing. I remember my dad doing that growing up. He'd like walk into a store or something. Yeah. And he'd just leave the keys in. And I was like a baby or some shit. <laughs> and it's like, dude, some dude could just come up and steal, like, kick me out of the car and, or take me. Or, or, or free t- Travis. Yeah. Free, yeah. <laughs> free Travis. I don't know. You might pull I don't know. Out, I always like, like a fucking, fucking cartoon, off. like, pull out of the fucking driveway, like, I'm out of here. Pulls out of the Burger King, comes back through, drops you off because you've been crying too much and trying to eat his shit. Yeah, back when I was in New York, there was this one 7-Eleven, um, and this guy in a Maserati would pull up, and he'd leave his car on, because he's like, you know, he's got a Maserati, dude, I got burned through fuel. And he'd sit <laughs> at the counter, and he'd just do scratch-offs, like, for like yeah. an hour, <laughs> with his car running, rich. like, outside. Dude, how's he going to pay for, for his next Maserati? He's got to scratch scratchers? Yep. Oh, uh, that's fun, man. Yeah, I don't know, it was just a different time, so... Like Grand Theft Auto was probably real easy, and 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 like you were saying, the the early versions of hot wiring a car were basically just push, pushing a button. It was it was just it was just uh, crossing two wires that were run up to the fucking ignition lock. Just, yeah, you dude, just, you just gnaw on them, and then you touch the freight ends together, and the car goes. All right, so we got a smart boy. Fucking having a key in it. Wait, Travis, I totally forgot. We shared a car that didn't need an ignition. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, uh, it had an ignition. It didn't. Have, it, it, we didn't need a key. The, yeah, you didn't need a key. Yeah, the the white Volkswagen Golf that you bought, the '92. Someone had installed a an ignition button on it. Yeah, so you That's could just cool. start it with a button. <laughs> yeah, that was you didn't hilarious. need a key, dude. Yeah, that was a I lot of fun. That, actually, that was fun to start a car like that. You walk it you now. Know, you, you, you now it's standard. You go and you say, "Oops, I dropped my keys. Can you get them for me?" And you start the car and you say, "I'm a ghost man." <laughs> you feed him a taquito. It works. Say, shh, shh, shh. Oh, Ghost Man hungry for coffee. What does that oh. mean? I don't know. Get Ghost Man coffee. Ghost Man stores taquitos under his jacket. Yeah. So your boy Clyde has Grand Theft Auto on his record at the age of 17. Now, uh, police nowadays, back in the day too, see your minor, see it's your first offense, and you're like, ah, right, kid. You just uh, keep your nose clean and stay out of trouble. And they slap you on the wrist and let you go. Um, fortunately, Clyde was arrested again soon after in the possession of uh, stolen property. He was riding shotgun with his brother, Buck, and Buck uh, was driving a truck full of stolen turkeys. Uh, are we talking dead or alive? I couldn't find out, actually. I think they're alive because if it, it, it wouldn't be the truck he was using. You know what I mean? It looked like the truck he was using was for uh, live animal transport and if you could click 
the clip that I loaded up into uh, the chat and go to the glorious uh, 420 mark. Oh, shit. And you know and, where uh, all the you, good stuff is. You're, this was part of my research, and I just erupted in laughter at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, this is Clyde's sister explaining uh, being arrested over uh, stolen turkeys. Well, I'm uh, trying to find my weed. I, yeah, I, my ad blocker won't let me watch it. Fuck you. How do I turn this thing off? I love this music going on in there. <laughs> Isn't that precious, Travis? Oh, put him in jail for hot turkeys. <laughs> Isn't that precious, Travis? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's that's Clyde's sister. Uh, Zwick, find that and slip it in there. He rented this car, and he kept this car too long, and the police come looking for him. And that started it first. And then I think my brother Buck and him bought some turkeys from somebody, and these turkeys was hot, and they caught them trying to sell these turkeys, and then they put them in jail for hot turkeys. <laughs> Uh, uh, that is fun. So you saw this? Yes, I saw that turkey, that hot turkey. Chinless sister of, yeah, so that's the very, for the people who can't see that clip, that's the very uh, turkey-necked, chinless sister of Clyde Barrow just explaining what she heard, and it's like her two brothers got put in jail for handling hot turkeys. (laughs) So... I'm constantly being put in jail for handling hot turkeys. I can't stand it. Open face sandwiches. I'm in jail again. Dude, open face turkey is baller. Oh my god! Dude. You hit that with a little spice too. That's like you hit like open faced like turkey slider with like fucking pepper jack and dill. Uh, Woo! Premium. All right, sorry. Um, so he's already he's already like brushing uh, rough shoulders with the law. Uh, ever since our boy. Uh, Clyde was a young lad. He wanted to be a, you know, the the seafaring Navy seaman type. Shout out to Zwick. Just be like, yeah, I'm I'm on a boat, motherfucker. That's to where I want to be. Those cocks, man. I want yeah, those in my body. Cody, are you talking about like seaman, like male seaman? Because Zwick likes that. I hear. I don't know if he does such rumor mills that perhaps he gobbles it up. If we're talking in turkeys, open face style. Yes, open face gobbling. Lots of cock, but that's I don't fun. know about that. <laughs> Having well, fun, whatever. Well, maybe this might be in the episode. Maybe it won't. Zwick, this is up to you. Do it. Up to you. Flex your <laughs> editing skills. <laughs> maybe this one's for you. Maybe this one's for everyone else. So our boy Clyde is like, I'm gonna be a Navy man. I'm gonna be a big, strong Navy man in the Navy, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a cool United States Navy tattoo on my left bicep because that's the that's the cool thing to do. So. Your Wait, he gets Cl- the tattoo before he goes in the Navy? Clyde does the stupid thing and tattoos <laughs> himself the anchor oh. U.S. Navy like ink before applying to the Navy. Oh. Now, we're mentioning this because there was a little bit of a snafu in the application process. Oh, no. <laughs> Turns out Clyde's a wheezy boy. And that's partly due to childhood yellow fever and camels. Or dust life. Dust life, too. Well, he, uh, so he's a heavy smoker from a young age, like a cool boy. He, yeah, he likes oh, camels. Oh, I thought you meant spinning camels. horses. Oh, I thought no. you meant spinning horses. No, Travis. You're and my also favorite brand of cigarette, camels. Yeah. Camel life. Um, so he's wheezy. And the Navy's like, can't use wheezy boy. Leave. And Clyde's like, but I have the tattoo already. 
And the Navy's like, that's stolen valor because you're not in the Navy. <laughs> stolen valor. Oh, that's wow. It's a real thing. I it's think, a real fucking thing. Yeah, okay, I I'm, sh- I'm sure people fucking do this shit today still. I mean, aren't the swallows like a Navy thing? And mad people that aren't in the Navy. The classic swallows. swallows. Yeah. yeah. What people don't understand about all these old-timey sailor tattoos is that they mean you've done a certain thing. Like, yeah. probably crossed raced. a certain sea, or you've done a certain trip, or you've been around the world certain amount of times. I don't know all those things. I'm not a fucking sailor. I'm an audio guy who lives in a basement. I don't need... I've never seen the sea. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but look, dude, like, imagine Clyde. He's in this situation where he's like, Okay, I'll go back to the tattoo guy. I got an idea, tattoo guy. Just cover it up like this. Throw a line here. Put some googly eyes there. What was an anchor? Now it's clippy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ahead of his time. No, but okay. Also, like, I remember being a kid, right? And you could, you could like, uh, this was, you know, old timey where you do a check mail order thing. And I remember I got myself some dog tags when I was, like, seven. Yeah, I did that right? too. Like, okay, get some dog tags. I was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. But then you see people in your 20s or in your 30s, and they're wearing dog tags to the bar, and they weren't in the military. Fuck you. Like, that's <laughs> stupid. Well, it's all dumb. I mean, well, you know what? I'm, I'm for it. Are you trying to die somewhere? Do you think that your body is going to be found somewhere, and the only person <laughs> that's going to find you is going to be, like, really handicapped and can only grab, like... The chain. Dude, I'm not dying in pussy right now because I got my dog tag. I got way My dog down. tags. No, yeah, no, it is stupid, but like, I've seen dumber things like having real oh, no. dog tags. Mm. <laughs> it's, mm. I, I'm Drake joking. probably had real dog tags. I know. I know. Um, I'm no, but that's, on, that, I'm, that reminds me of the stupid tattoo thing of like, and there's some of our friends. <clears throat> That do wear dog tags out that weren't in the military. <laughs> so as I said, 1920s rolls around. You got these simple, too simple electric stars and cars. Clyde gets real handy hot watering those, gets real familiar. Uh, he gets the dexterity for it. And also when you have the dexterity to hot wire a car, it comes natural that you have the dexterity to crack saves as well. Okay. Or safes. Yeah, that was I weird how, how you said you that. Saves. saves. Said it. I put a V in there. Yeah. I, I, I was video game mode, but safes. Right. So he's Wh- hot wiring cars, cracking safes, emptying tills. Would you steal Most- a car? Would you crack a save? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Always. Um, the thing is, most people have this image in their head where Clyde Barrow is a bank heistman. He's not. He is too dumb for that. He does not make his main sustenance banks. He holds up gas station and convenience stores because they're lesser security and, you know, typically run by mom pop types. Well, right. a, a, a bank is not going to have CBD. Gas station nope. will. Nope. I wish we had Mike on this show, but it's he's Snowden. He's Edward Snowden tonight. Yeah, right. He is. <laughs> his lips are sealed, apparently, which is kind of the mm. opposite of yeah, let's go. This is fun. So January 1930 rolls through. Uh, Clyde decides it's a good time to visit a, a friend of mine. She's uh, having a rough few weeks. She just broke her arm. So I'm going to go say hi to her. And he goes to visit his friend. And uh, before he can say hi to her, his friend, Clyde notices there's this fucking vixen of a bombshell making hot chocolate in the kitchen. 
all sassy like. Right. And he's like, oh shit, who's this tall fucking drink of water? And surprise, surprise, it's none other than Bonnie Elizabeth Parker, the second half of the Bonnie and Clyde duo. So she's just all sexy making hot chocolate in the kitchen. Because Bonnie doesn't really have too much of an eventful life before she meets Clyde. She's married once. Uh, she wants a divorce, but her husband gets himself locked up in jail so often that she can't get divorced, but she may as well be divorced already because that's how out of the picture he is. Yeah, that's great. You and know, then she's she just works as fun. a waitress. Yeah, well, she had she's trying to have fun. Husband is abusive and jailbird, so he's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie actually dies wearing her wedding ring from this marriage, not Clyde's relationship. Oh. Which is kind of interesting. That's fun. And she makes a mean hot chocolate. She does. Do you think um, she twerked while she made her hot chocolate? Because I mean, he's, she has to catch this guy's attention. And she's I imagine, not trying to. She's no, not trying but to I catch just, anyone's I just imagine that this guy has a very short attention span. He's stealing turkeys. All right, let's be honest. Um, the guy sees her making hot chocolate. Right. Well, what's wrong with that? Um, he's a man, is he not? Mm-hmm. He's a manlet. She she could be cooking a, li- a live dog. And if she's hot, attention, you know? That's how it be. Yeah. yeah. That's how it do. Attention, That's very yeah. true. Yeah. So uh, to finish off uh, Bonnie's story, uh, previously married, works in small town Dallas um, as a waitress. Uh, she complains to one of her diner regulars. I want you to remember this name. Uh, Ted Hinton. She complains to this regular. He's a postal worker. That the world is too small. And she would just do this day in and day out. Ted being a regular, he'd walk in. He's like, oh, apple pie, please. And then she would serve him and just be like, Ted, isn't it a pain in the, isn't it a pain in the bitch how small the world is? And Ted'd be like, yes, ma'am. And Ted would eat his fucking, you know, order. Okay. But I want everyone to remember the name Ted Hinton. Right. Okay. Now. The only thing that I'm going to say, though, is we're not really roasting her, but I'm just saying how basic of a fucking thing can you say? The world is so small. Like, no, the world's big. I've been trying to go back to the East and see people just for... I can't do it because it's too big. Good point. Yeah, you've been shutting your COVID hole like everyone else. Well, yeah, th- there's more happening nowadays, I feel. But she was like, it's so slow. The world's so small. Fuck this. I don't know. Why should you go to China? They probably could <laughs> learn about things in China. Travis, I don't well, think that's really the point of what uh, Cody's getting at here. Uh, I'm just she did imagining, not go to China. No. She went to her. No, I'm just saying I imagine she's putting like the, in lobster font. The world is too small in her bathroom. Okay. Okay. Fine. That's you know? so, so here's, Live, here's laugh, the rundown love. so far of this episode. Uh, Travis gets mad because dummy says something um, that's not true. Yes. Okay. We're, that's the rundown of most episodes. No, that's true. No, we, we're, we're having all on the same page. We're going we're to yeah, keep yeah. going now. Okay. So. She's making money um, as a waitress. She, she gets let go from that. Um, she finds out one of her good friends has broken her arm and needs help getting around. So she goes, sleeps on her couch, decides to make a pot of hot chocolate, and in comes Clyde into the kitchen. So this is where our timelines for Bonnie and Clyde officially sink. January 30th, or January 1930. They're just in the kitchen. She's into the Clyde ride. Mutual friend's house. And she's like... How much for the Clyde ride? Uh, Did she ask that? That's a serious no. question. No. Okay. No. Just checking. I know Tom I, uh, future predicts or history predicts, but that was an embellishment. 
Because mm. I say the the Trav um, Trav Slav, Trav Slay. Done. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Wait, what, I've been to a bar one time. I know pickup lines. How much for the Trav the Slay? <laughs> That's I'm I'm missing something here. I feel like no, it's fine. You're actually not missing anything. Travis has never actually uh, had sex before. Turns no, out I... That's why he talks so bizarrely about it. Um, oh yeah, you know I think the vagina could best be described as um, salty gap, the gap, the gap, the favorite place called the gap because you go inside and there's a lot of interesting things. Well, that is interesting. There we go. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> okay, we're here now. That's fine. Yeah. So these two dumb idiots make big, goofy, lovesick eyes at each other for a few weeks. Everything is coming up roses. It's Bonnie and Clyde, or the start of it at least, until um, the long arm of the law reaches out and grabs Clyde by the dick. And was like, hey, there's a warrant. You're going to jail, buddy. Mm. And they fire Clyde to jail, even though he's, you know, a few weeks into this budding romance. Oh, but that's that. fine, because she's now, she could get DP'd by two jailmen. No, she's actually the, the loyal chick that, that, smuggles a handgun in for Clyde so he can shoot his way out. Yes! Oh. That's a good girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. Clyde. I feel like um, nowadays the equivalent would be smuggling in a flashlight for your boyfriend. Yeah. Or or perhaps, you know what, I, I don't know. What, what Can you yeah. even sneak in at this point? You, you want to get in um, the ramen packets. Right. Those are those are currency. On here's, the side. here's a bag of wet laundry that I snuck in for you. <laughs> I Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what else to bring. They 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 metal detect me, don't you see? I three D <laughs> I three D printed a gun, and it doesn't work. Uh, the bullets I had to leave behind, so you can have the gun. But what are you going to do in jail now? What? There's no fun in jail, from my understanding. I've never no, been. It's not. I don't know. I feel like you could still have a good time. Mm, it's tricky. You could probably play <laughs> air hockey if you're in federal prison. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. foosball. So Clyde gets this gun. He like holds up jailers. He's like threatening to shoot people. He's like holding, taking hostages and trying to like limp out of um, the jail. Uh, the jail's name is uh, East Ham Prison Farm. East Ham Prison Farm. <laughs> prison Farm. Prison Farm forced labor joint, Travis. So you oh. got you to gotta, like suck eggs out of the chicken's ass every day. So this is like one of those like sustainable world places where they're like, hey, guess what? We're a prison. But on the roof, we got a farm. I don't think it was on the roof. And then there's solar panels that we divert the electrical electricity downstairs. Into the chair. Into the chair. Yeah. <laughs> to light them up. Ding. That's my favorite episode of Andy Dufresne. Yeah. It's... Do you, you guys ever seen Andy world. Dufresne on ice? That shit's tight. <laughs> slaps. Yeah. Just 100, 100% emoji and the fire emoji. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, instead of Morgan Freeman, it's Piers Morgan, who's skating around. <laughs> Good. Talking about, and he, his name is Red Guy. Yeah. They had Morgan to do slight on. variations because it's not, yeah, it's a lot of copyright infringement. We could do something like this on the side. Let's keep talking. So Clyde has his gun in jail. He kind of squanders it. He doesn't make it too far. He gets thrown back in jail. Now, something that isn't mentioned in, you know, your... What, what do you want to call it? Uh, dining table trivia sharing is uh, Clyde took it up the ass hard in fucking prison. Oh, like not a lot of people talk about that, but your boy Clyde uh, 
was the victim of a good old butt raping. Okay. In, uh, what the big house? Let me ask. So is, he, is this progressive? Is he a victim or is it both? He's a victim. He, he hates being okay. butt raped. He's like, I hate this. Okay. I think he said that. Yeah, but yeah. Cody, come on, be sensitive. Act. You can't say that he didn't want it because somebody wanted it, and therefore it that's Clyde not a crime. Uh, it actually doesn't work like that. You know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Trav. No, nah, man. I think Tom, you might be homophobic. Me, I. Pff, yeah. I, I look. Something about what you just said is wrong. I can't put my finger on That's it. It's weird. Uh huh. Look, the guy just wanted to twerk his butthole, which I think is a new style of dancing. You need to loosen your butthole enough to oh, twerk. The Charleston. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the upper Charleston. The, the East Charleston. East Charleston. Yes, the East oh, Charleston. No. Ugh. Yeah. Oh boy. I You know, all I'm going to say is that for a victim, he's rather progressive. How's that mm-hmm. sound? Well, okay. We we can agree to disagree, we can agree to agree, we can agree to side agree. I actually take back everything I said. I don't want to weigh in on this. Keep going. That's fine. I'll just keep going. So he got so a lot Clyde's, of butt stuff in <laughs> He might be the lucky butt. one. He's no. Power through Cody. Clyde's Clyde's taking it in the butt and he hates it. And there's this big butt rapist bully on the prison block. I don't, I couldn't find out his name, but he, he's just the guy that rapes everyone. And the entire prison block hates this guy. Let's, let's call him, I don't know, Mike. Let's call the prison rapist Mike. <laughs> let's, okay. Okay. We could also call him the prostate massager. Yeah. Mike, the prostate massager. And everyone on the block hates this guy, our guy Clyde included. And Clyde is talking to, um, I think it's a cellmate, might just be a fellow inmate. Um, to a fellow inmate who's in there for life. He's a lifer. Clyde's talking to a lifer in prison. And Clyde's like, I hate this butt rapist. I hate what he does to me. And this four lifer is like, uh, should Mr. Bully Butt Rapist get murdered and no one sees what goes down, me, a guy who's already serving a life term, would gladly take the blame for that. Oh, you oh, see what's going on. I see. So I'm already in here for life. So if some if an accident happens to Mr. Butt Rapist, I might be the guy to say that was me. Right. And Clyde hears this and is like, Roger that pulls a lead pipe out and bashes his rapist skull in. And his his lifer friend was just like, yeah, Warden, that was me. That's fine, so though. I mean, Clyde's first kill is actually behind bars. And is a convict. You'd think the 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 police killing outlaws first kill would be an officer or deputy, but it's actually a, his prison butt rapist. So this is the reason why the system is flawed. Yeah, you put a man in the room with a butt raper, and he guess what? He turns into a killer, and now he he doesn't like it. He doesn't like he likes Did that. You, he were likes you killing. even he listening to what Cody said? <laughs> that, that that's that was the worst recap ever. No, dude, it's smart. Either way, um, yeah, it's fine. That's, you know, it's like, I think if you start raping people and, and one of those people kills you, you had it coming. So yeah. Especially if there's if, if you have someone willing to take the dive for it. Yeah, that's the ultimate you know cover-up. We all seen Pulp Fiction. You didn't feel bad for that guy. Oh, Zed, you mean. Yeah, you don't feel bad for Zed. Zed's dead. No, um, he, he we actually liked watching him almost die. And then... Uh, Marcellus Wallace, who in fact didn't look like a bitch. I don't know. If- he didn't. No, he, he didn't really look like did. a bitch at all. No, he didn't. And then yeah. he said he was going to get his friends down there. He used words that I don't use um, to describe his friends. But he <laughs> said that they had pliers and stuff, and they were going to hit Blow hard. Torch. 
either way, that was fine. It was gratifying. It was good. So yep. yeah, to relate that to this story, this is fine. So he's yep. bashing his rapist's face in with a lead pipe, and all is well. Except not really, because he's fucking in prison still. So your boy Clyde is like, well, that solves my butt rape problem. But I still have this manual back-breaking labor I got to do every day. After all, this is a prison farm. Oh, I'm right? the sustainable farm to save the planet. Oh, I don't real, think it's as green real, as you think it is, no, Travis. No, 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 real nice, dude. You can't fucking take one for the team, for the ozone layer, and for the future generations. Greta Thornburg. He was Thorn- wild thornberries. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would definitely support um, prison potatoes if that was a thing. Maybe if we could help some oh, of the prisoners. Prison tots? Rehab. Yeah, why not? Prison tots. Have you ever had Dave's Killer Bread? Yeah, oh, I love Dave's Killer Bread. That's they, amazing stuff. Dude, that's how you do it. You know, guys who go organic who did something, they mean it. I respect Dave. They yeah. mean it when they're organic. Yeah. When white women go organic. It's almost annoying, but when criminals do it, it's very it's awesome. It's it's a fantastic, refreshing way to eat Brussels sprouts on some brown bread. Maybe women should be more criminal-like. I'm saying, I'm just saying, women, get out there. Let me know you mean it. Go steal a few cars. Go steal a few babies. Go have fun, uh, and then we'll talk about bread, Darla's breads. Hey, Jesus, mm. you and me, we should hang out with Ezekiel and tell him that God doesn't exist so I can eat his bread and not feel bad about it. Fuck Ezekiel's breads. Dave's okay. <laughs> Dave's just fine. <laughs> Thank you. We were not paid by Dave, but we like his bread. I also like Famous Dave, so, you know. Famous you. Dave's barbecue. Let's get, <laughs> that's <Good> criminal meat. <laughs> so Clyde's like, ah, there's my rapist problem solved, but I hate this manual labor shit. I'm going to chop my foot off now. Oh. <laughs> so That's not, not his entire foot. Not a little extreme. Not his entire foot. A little bit of his foot. Let's say a quarter of his of a foot. Now, you two gentlemen look like you have good heads on your shoulders and wouldn't chop your feet off to get out of some prison work. But mm. if you were dumbasses and had to yeah. chop off, let's say, a quarter of your foot, where would you make the incision? Uh, around the toe area. Zone it in. Am I left foot for you, right foot for you, which toes? I would actually go right, right, uh, big toe. That's where I would go. You'd go right big toe? Yes. I have incredibly wide feet. I have shovels. So what I would do is I would cut off my pinky toe down along the edge of my toe. So just make my foot narrower so I can fit in the cool You trim it up shoes. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You trim it up I to do it on stilettos. Both sides. You want to wear Dr. Martens like the rest yes. of your Antifa friends. <laughs> yeah. See, can't do if, it. Got big if, ass shovel feet. <laughs> if, <laughs> flippers. If, if you get put into some kind of Saw movie scenario and Jigsaw's like cut off a quarter of a foot, the right decision is to take the little toes off of the foot you're dominantly handed with yeah but why are you just even it out like me wait because you don't want two fucked up feet <laughs> i don't know okay here is what i have heard so cody i know that this is a thought exercise and you said the the term correct but i'm gonna say you're in you're incorrect with your correct. i'm welcome i am welcome to be proven wrong here okay so here here's what's up balancing has heavily to do with the most outer part of your foot and your pinky toe is more affected by that. No, so that's I why think it's I your would... big toes. No, I, I, 
I no, looked into this too, but okay. No, it's your all right. So maybe okay. Here's the argument. It's a disagreement. Let's, let's not. It. Yeah, exactly. We won't debate it all the way through, but yeah, pick, taking out the inside actually is easier to get used to than having no pinky toe. I'm just gonna go ahead and say there's a cord on the back of your foot. Just snap that with a garden pliers on both of them. You're a sick not man. That clever. You're actually. Not that you clever. should go to jail. For those are important. Those are least important things for feet. Violence. They're called like they're called like Ajax's uh, rope. Okay, just stop, Travis. Shut up, Tom. The the thing I read was if your feet have different lengths, you suddenly lose the ability to sprint because of the weird asymmetry. If you take off your pinky toes, your foot is just as long. Uh, Both of your feet are the same length, but if you take off your big toe, suddenly one of your foot's like you know twelve inches, and the other foot is like ten. Ah, uh, that so makes like, a lot of sense too. I th- I think I, I think I'm just looking at a balancing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you if you have a choice, you want it to go on the side foot your strong hand is on, because you want yeah. your opposite hand foot to. You you kind of need that for lunging and throwing shit. You want the you want the weaker one to be up to snuff because your stronger one will naturally. Okay, this is lo- way too long to cut. Uh, I know, I know. Well, I'm just saying, Cody. Do you think this guy's really weighing that out, or he's like, ah, no, he absolutely is not. <laughs> he, he, does he talk like Bugs Bunny the whole time? <laughs> you know he does. Yeah, yeah. you know he's he the does. 30s, dude. Ah, Doc, ah. I take my toes off. So. Clyde did the absolute wrong thing and fucking chopped off the big toes on his left foot, trying to get out of jail. It's like, I got no more. He had a big few toes of them? on his, the bigger toes. I don't. Oh, fuck, okay. Uh, right. Maybe the one. What do you I call the, What do you call the middle finger toe? I don't. I, don't I never know, know what to call that. He could have been. Uh, what is it? Pal- polydactic. Polydactic. I, I don't All right, this is getting gross. That. Please get past the toe thing. <laughs> okay. okay uh, so he cuts off. Kind of my thing, Tom. I look it up toes. on Pornhub. Shut up, Travis. He cuts off his toes. He's like, this will, he's like, this will get me off of work. And he uses a fucking axe to lose some of his goddamn toes. It's the stupidest toes he could have chose to lose. But whatever. Six days later, Clyde, with the help of crutches, limps out of the prison and is released to his mother. Clyde is grinning ear to ear like, ha ha, it worked, bitches. Nailed it. Going home. Uh, yeah. How funny would it have been for him to go six days in prison hospital and they give him some crutches and they go... Now keep getting those carrots out of the ground, you Almost idiot. as silly what actually... That, Tom, that's <laughs> almost as silly as what actually happened. <laughs> what here. actually happened is Clyde's mother successfully petitioned his release and pardon. And had, he got out of jail for nothing to do with the toe amputation. Wait, mommy <laughs> got him out of jail? His mom is working around the clock, getting a petition signature, filling up for a pardon. She gets it. At the same time, Clyde about loses his fucking toes. (laughs) So Clyde's like, I did it! All you gotta do is chop off your toes to get out of prison! And all the guards are like, no, your mother filled out the right paperwork to pardon you. I don't think that works anymore. It doesn't work anymore. There's a lot of things in this episode you're gonna look at and be like, we don't, you know, I, don't think do mommy, like I don't think mommy's saying like I miss cooking my son Chef Boyardee. From well, she's going team. around. She's going through the community, proving the community would rather have him out of prison than in prison. These are and different that's an, that's times. These are these are way different times. We don't have this anymore. Where you can go, hey, Warren, let my son out. Maybe he was an asshole, but also who cares? We are dirt. Like there's dirt 
inside the prison and dirt outside. Let him be yeah. on outside dirt. And it's fine. Yeah. So according to a biographer of our boy Clyde, uh, direct quote, Barrow's goal in life was not to gain fame or fortune for robbing banks, but to seek revenge against the Texas prison system for the abuses that he suffered while serving time. So all of the bloodshed you hear about the Barrow gang and Bonnie and Clyde is because Clyde took it up the butt and hated it. <laughs> so he's not. He's, he's not trying okay. to get rich. He's, he's like. Fuck the police, but he's not really even saying fuck the police. He's saying fuck this one jail in particular. It's it's not something grandiose where he's like sticking it to the man or like, you know what I mean? Like standing up to cops or taking a knee. He's just like, that building sucks. I got raped in it. Well, what about maybe maybe there's a a unsurmountable amount of shame. Maybe he's just ashamed about how much he liked it. Yeah, I Oh, that, that he he was He's so like, ashamed. I totally hate the police and the rapers. Blink, blink. Right. He hated well, it Bonnie, so much. Oh, dude, Bonnie, hang out with me. Bonnie, like, we totally banged, dude. She's got some nice tits. You see them? All right. All right. So, <clears throat> Clyde's out of prison, and he limps back to Bonnie uh, for two reasons, the butt and the foot. And he's like, Bonnie, start making a stockpile of guns and money. We're fucking up this goddamn prison when I'm feeling better. So that's what exi- that, that's what she does. She like goes into she tries to like rob a hardware store for firearms. Yes, okay. back in the day, hardware stores sold firearms. Yeah, as they should today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she tries stealing some guns from a hardware store. She botches it. Serves a few months in prison. She gets off light because she's a lady. She's Wait. A lady. So we're talking about orange is the new Bonnie and Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it's only Wait. a few months in there though. It's fine. It's fine. Free it's fine. rent at that point. I like when you could see Donna's tits in that show. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I've never seen that show. I heard it was about lesbians. Some of it. I haven't seen either, but I saw the sex scene. Okay. That's right. pretty cool. You uh, send me a link later. Yeah. August 5th, 1932. Clyde is with friends, and they're in a parking lot in the middle of the day uh, getting trashed on tub gin because it's prohibition. Uh, yeah. The best Hell type yeah. of gin. And the, where else are you going to drink your tub gin than a public place? Because it was made in a private place, and you took the matter from the private place to a public place and started drinking it. That's that's old school outlaw, if you think about it. Yeah, when you put it like that, it does seem somewhat more degenerate. Yeah, you could have yeah. just drank in that. In, you you could have drank in your bathtub gin in the bathroom, and everything could have been hunky-dory. Yeah. But you put your socks and shoes on. And left the house to drink that in a parking lot. I got to show you this to my special friends. type of dire. Yeah, yeah. You're a special how type non of dire. how non twenty twenty that is. Yeah, right. You're leaving yeah, you your get, house to hang out with friends. I think more people should leave the house now. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are doing bathtub gin nowadays. That's true. Mm. But so, drinking it at home, like a so Clyde's not drinking the bathtub gin. He likes staying sober because he's the wheel man and he's the getaway guy. But his friends are there and he's they're fucking guzzling prohibition bathtub gin in a parking lot. And because, again, it is prohibition, some officers saw these, you know, more or less kids drinking bathtub gin in a parking lot. And they're just like, oh, we got a problem here. But instead of, like, you know, scolding these kids, these kids pulled out shotguns and machine guns and just iced the fucking officer on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Bingo. Could you imagine that? Just, like, cop pulls up, and he's seeing these suspicious children, just like... This is uh, this is Sergeant Dylan Howell 
Martin. Uh, sir, I see a bunch of kids over there drinking what seems to be uh, uh, an entire bathtub. <laughs> What's in the bathtub? Well, you know, I'm. I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think I should say it out loud. I think it, it, it rhymes with. Uh, uh, it, radios weren't invented at this time, so I'm talking wow. to myself. <laughs> I, I, I better go Dispatch see what these kids are doing. Dispatch. Back to you, Mister Boy. Oh fuck! And he just gets shot to death. Boom! And the last conversation he had was with himself. Yeah, uh, because so, he's sad and pre pre uh, ham radio. I mean, kids still do that in um, parking lots, but they're vaping gamer and bath water for yeah. loco shit. Mm. And the and the kids are too afraid to blow away cops nowadays. I'm realizing that, Mike. <coughs> oh, you got these kids who just blew away a cop. You know, guzzling moonshine. Uh, Deputy Eugene Moore was uh, the Barrow Gang's first cop kill. Uh, so we can call it the Barrow Gang at this point because there's a few people that are in and out of jail. There's uh, more than one of them. And uh, come Christmas Eve 1932, the, the, the Barrow Gang, and Clyde in particular, is looking to expand his ranks. Not by a lot, but, you know, just uh, get some young knees on the crew for the heavy lifting and uh, schlepping. You know what I mean? Some mm. Mike doesn't Some have. young blood. Okay, very William S. Burroughs. Continue. So, as I said, Christmas Eve, nineteen thirty-two. They they look to their Clyde's longtime friend. Uh, his name is W. D. Jones, and there he's looking to like longtime friend. You can trust this guy. Let him in on the gang. And here's the thing: W. D. Jones is sixteen fucking years old. Well, I mean, he's an old soul, a man with yeah, the name yeah. W. D. Man. He is he is going to annoy you. He, he shoots some slick loads. We feed that. We feed this kid bathtub gin so he'll shut up. Go to bed. Calms him down. Come on, WD. WD Jones, 16 years old, looking to join the Barlow <laughs> gang. Now, should the Barlow, the Barrow gang. <clears throat> excuse me. Now, should the Barrow gang have been recruiting children? Hell fucking no. Should the Barrow gang have maybe eased uh, WD into it? You know, and eased him into the gangster lifestyle with a few easy ones first. You know, go uh, knock that lady down, take her purse. So he, yeah, wait, go you slash, said he, go slash a tire or two. He's sixteen. He's sixteen. He's you good start for him trouble. off on an easy one, right? Yeah. So he, decoy shit. Okay, so here's a dad joke for you. So he started off easy, right? But they got to loosen him up. Maybe get him forty. You know, turn WD forty, and that will work for you. You know what I'm saying? But turn it around. Poorly worded dad joke, but you understand where I'm 16, going. So. What is that? Like fucking 30 years to get him going? Get him going. You know, 24 yeah, years, and this boy. guy will be the best criminal out there. He'll, he'll grease all the wheels. You shouldn't so, use it on just, wheels. I think you should actually use uh, like a 1030. That's good. That's you good should stuff. probably. Yeah, I think eventually it'd be Jason Statham. Yeah. Shiny. So if I was recruiting a fucking 16-year-old into my gang, I'd warm him up with an easy one or two. But no. Fucking W.D. Jones's first day on the job was the next day, Christmas Day, where he fucking blew a guy's throat open with a gun to steal his car. Day one, the Barrow Gang has this 16-year-old kid murdering and carjacking. No easing in for this guy. That's, I mean... Which is funny, because his name is W.D. You know, this is, it's kind of like when, you know, you're trying to teach an infant how to swim, and you just throw him in the water. I mean, that's a good skill to learn you just do that it's almost comes natural to them it's been nine months of floating around the baby belly so why not just oh, yeah. throw them in 
Just same thing that's happening here. You want him to commit a murder? Make it as vicious as possible. Have on him, Christmas. On Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jesus Christ was born, and you got fucked. You shot a dude through a neck on your first day of work. Oh, God. On Christmas. Well, A+. plus. I wish I shot down a neck on the first day of Christmas. Yeah. So WD is well initiated into the gang with his, you know, initiation murder carjacking combo. Good. Welcome to, welcome to the thug life, kid. Mm. Uh, so just a few days later, uh, January 6th, Bonnie and Clyde are riding. Uh, murder boy, WD, is hanging out in the back of the car. It's a Ford. They're always Ford. Clyde doesn't drive anything other than a Ford V8. Uh, it's strong, it's, like American penis. And he's stealing them, though. Oh, yeah, always. He, uh, doesn't, you know, he doesn't own these. And the thing is, once he ditches a Ford, he takes that Ford's license plate just to work into the rotation on his current Ford. Just to confuse the cops. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I blew this Ford's V8 out running away from the cops. Ditch it, but take the plates so we can confuse people, and then let's steal a new Ford and put the old plates on it. Question, does he have a don't tread on me or pissing Calvin on his I think he has a baby on board just to really fuck with tailgaters. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Uh, Honk if you like babies on board. <laughs> Babies on board was an inside job. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden likes babies on board. Apple sticker. Flaming babies can't melt steel beams. <laughs> Blue lives matter as well as black lives matter. Wrap your head around that one. <laughs> Dude, it's all about gray lives matter. Yes. Because uh, we it, need the truth about Area 51. Right. Calvin's life uh, coexists. Continue. <laughs> it's January 6th. It's a few days later. It's Bonnie. It's Clyde. It's, it's Murder Boy Deluxe all riding around in the Ford. And the thing is, they're being such low-life, stereotypical criminal scum, they accidentally Mr. Magoo into a police sting that has nothing to do with them in mind. Oh, like, shit. These cops are like trying to find bootleggers they set up a sting, and these Bonnie and Clyde and Murder Boy are just so stereotypically villainous, they accidentally get caught in that trap. That was never for them. So I want you to imagine, you, you think you have a rat problem, and you set up a mouse trap in your kitchen at night, and you bait it with cheese. And the dead of night, you hear it go off, and you turn on your kitchen light. Instead of a mouse, it's just a fucking flamenco. Just, just, just with its neck snapped in the fucking rat trap, just screaming around. You'd be like, what the fuck did I just catch? You'd be so confused, you wouldn't see that flamingo reaching for a gun to blow you away. Hey, honey, you know that uh, raccoon trap I set up because they keep tearing to the garbage every night? I went out there to check it. Guess what's in there? Rush Limbaugh. I thought he was dying <laughs> of cancer, but he's in but my he's... raccoon trap. Here he what is. an honor. Oh, please get me out of here. <laughs> I can pay you heavily. Uh, no, I'm just imagining a backward Scooby-Doo. It'd be like, you know, where he's like, it could have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. It's like, instead of that, it's like the guys are like, I got away with it because of these meddling kids. I caught these meddling kids by accident. <laughs> Doesn't roll oh, off the yeah, tongue yeah. as much, but sure as shit getting a raise. They pull off the old Jenkin mask and it's actually the creeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's really um, dead. <laughs> yes. So you'd be confused if you set a trap and you caught something you weren't expecting. And Clyde takes advantage of this confusion and blows away the officer who sprung them in the trap. 
And that was Deputy Malcolm Davis. Just, what the fuck happened here? Boom, dead. Mm. All right. So there's a lot of cops. Starting to, a few cops starting to be on uh, the kill feed for Clyde. Oh, sorry if I shed a tear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ah, that's Stone right, face. boy. So Bonnie. PDX. Bonnie and Clyde spend a lot of time on the run with a murder, murder boy Jones sitting in the backseat. Uh, the trio often steal from small establishments. They usually have their dinners, uh, roadside campfire, just to avoid, you know, they are public enemy. No, not number one, but they're getting up there, so they're doing all this on the sly stuff. I mean, uh, they would, these restaurants expect you to tip 20%. Why not just eat beans on the side of road, okay? Why are you yeah, going to go to campfire Denny's? Campfire beans. It's not like the bitch is going to get your order right. You know you're getting can of beans and no 20%. That's all. Also, if, if you are not on, even opened, if yeah. you are on side of road eating beans, you could just open food truck. Right. If you Great have extra point. bean, why not sell bean to people? Yeah, baby girl, you know how economy works. This is capitalism, baby girl. Yeah. America's most beaned. Yeah. <laughs> when beans attack. Uh, so they're eating beans. This is where they're eating beans going? on the side of the road. They do rent rooms when they want to get a good night's sleep and a little privacy for uh, fucking and cleaning gun. Nice. So he's shagging. He's shagging Bonnie. Oh, of course. They're in the rump. <laughs> wow. No, I'm private. disgusted. I need a shower. <laughs> Travis, you have crossed a line tonight. What? You don't like, the word, a, you don't like the word rump? Oh, that's a four-lettered word. You Dude, I, that, right? Everyone always says eat ass, but I'm just saying like chow rump. Yeah, yeah. Monge rump. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pump rump. but Pump rump. Look, um, was the 16-year-old yeah. with them? Should we be concerned? Are WDs, they, did they WDs groom like him? Left outs. No, 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 no. WD. WD is just murder boy. Extraordinary. Okay. I was going to say, like maybe that. they groomed him to have some fun. No, no, and it's no. just like, well, of course, you know. He, he, they tell, like they tell him to go like get a, they tell him to go get an ice cream cone and then fuck real quick while he's out. Oh, that's okay. fine. Okay. Groomed with ice cream and murder. So they having the <clears throat> roadside beans to lay low. They would do the uh, license plate shuffle. I told you that. And, uh, just so you know, these are the good old golden days of the state line rule as far as law enforcement goes. Who wants to take a crack at what that means? Can uh, I do it? Yeah, dude. Oh, so you could just commit whatever crimes you want. You could rape oh, yeah. or murder. Mm. And then you just cross the state line. And you're uh-huh. scot-free. Yeah, you're, you're scot-free from the police chasing you from that state. Yeah. Well, wait, is, is this before the FBI or after the FBI? I think this is... Proto FBI. Okay, so yeah, there's because no nothing they could do. Well, stateies. The only thing they can do is tell the police of the state you just went into where you're headed and what you're doing. Yeah, they're not gonna do shit. They're like, nope. Uh, I don't know. I could just be not doing that. Yeah, that sounds like trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds like work down there. I don't want to deal with three crazy meth head kids yeah, and their so dog too. If you do a big illegal in Texas and then just cross over to Oklahoma, the Texas police can't do anything anymore. That's the state line rule, and it's a golden heyday for criminals because just stay next to the state lines, and you can literally do, you like, you can just cross the state line and then just, like, flip off the cops and just, like, pull your, your, your fucking dong out. That's why like, we need to build a this. wall in every state. Yeah. Around this. every state. 
That'd definitely help. Gross. <clears throat> At least Rhode Island doesn't have to pay that much. Small wall. Paul Wall. <laughs> we just let him. Just, he'll eventually get to a sentient thought if we let him go. Dude, my sentient thoughts are good. But Cody, you should keep telling me about 19, your sentient thoughts. 1933, Clyde's dumb turkey thieving brothers finally out of jail. Buck, you remember him? Yeah. Uh, hot turkeys guy. Hot so, turkey. Buck is welcomed into the Barrow gang. No murder initiation necessary. You know, Jones is there like, what the fuck? I had to kill a guy on Christmas. <laughs> so the, the gang numbers increase. Uh, they had a hideout in Joplin, Missouri. And frequently, it's, it's a house in a neighborhood, not great for a hideout. But frequently, uh, long, drunken-ass poker games can be heard inside this house. The Barrow gang would split and finish off an entire case of beer every day. What alcoholics? What's a case? <laughs> yeah. It's like 28, 32. We used to do that on the regular for our show yeah. at night. Yeah, and how, how many strong was our show? Three. How many strong is the Barrow Gang? It's like five or six. And that's so. in a week. That's in a day. They can Oh, in a day. Like okay. these five or six criminals can go through 28 beers in a day. Uh, and this is the you. thing that gets the cops called on them. And here's our podcast that goes through like each of us has like a case a yeah. fucking podcast. Yeah, we're we sad and to. we're going to die soon, but it's yeah. fine though. So it's for, it's if we were fun. alive and in this situation, we'd have the cops called on us every day. Just like these guys are drinking beer like a case of beer a day. Officer and the officer would be like, "Well, I've got to go kill someone now." <laughs> prohibition. Keep in mind, so you're not supposed to drink spicy drinks in prohibition. That's what he yeah, means by prohibition. That, that guy's got Go mustard. Spicy. Kill him. Yeah. Uh, so all the curry shops were shut down that year. Yeah. So again, the cops roll in, thinking like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta talk some manners into some drunken bootleggers," but kaboom! Barrow Gang opens fire. God damn it. Why? That's what they do. They don't, they don't ask the questions. They just fucking hold the trigger down until voice of cops one and two stop. Muffled cries of cop one and two lesson it is what the like subtitles would say. So Clyde's firing. They're all firing. Clyde's toting a goddamn Browning assault rifle, by the way. This is a big old fucking gun used in like world wars. Yeah, how do they get these high firepower guns? <laughs> Very high firepower. I'll tell you that in a second. Very high firepower. Uh, the, the Browning automatic uh, rifle. Uh, experts can't really agree whether to classify it as a heavy assault rifle or a light machine gun. That's how fucking monstrous it is. Oh, we know how round magazine. We, we know how many experts there are that want to weigh in on that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. YouTube's oh, full of them. What a bunch of annoying creeps. <laughs> They got big old twenty mound rag, twenty wow, twenty round mags. No, I got twenty just, mound rags for you. That's Cody. gross and unsanitary. Don't worry about it. Uh, Continue. They please. slap. They slap. Uh, they slap. So hard. do my mounds. And Travis, your earlier question: Where where did Dirt Farmer uh, Clyde get big gun? He stole it from the Oklahoma National Guard. He just stole it from the he, National Guard. I guess they didn't. They kept the keys in the locker or something. Nice. Cops dumb. Cops dumb this time of, like, this day and age of America, Travis. I mean, 
Nothing against our servicemen, but I feel like a lot of National Guardsmen are just very into paintball and airsoft. Well, they're they're pretend military. Um, it's their uh, practice. It's practice. They're just home. It's fine. I mean, you're just looking for a job, and you want low risk, but you also want to be look cool and be decorated to some degree. It's fine. So with Clyde's... Dude, you want to see how decorated my jiu-jitsu belt is? Why would you oh. join the National Guard? You, yeah, you could be doing jiu-jitsu. So in this chaos, uh, Clyde mows down three fucking cops with his, you know, light machine gun, heavy assault rifle bar. Uh, cops are like, holy fuck, that sucked. What was that about? Search the hideout, you know, I mean, toss the place upside down. And here is where some coppers find a roll of undeveloped film. And this is the roll of film that got developed and sparked the nationwide frenzy of Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, shit. The dangerous duo. Is this the one where they're, like, leaning up against the car and they're like... I'll flip it to you right now in the goddamn chat, motherfucker. Shut up. Uh, Like, I basically... I think they're basically, like, the first TikTokers, which I just recently joined. There we go. TikTok.com, TravisLee.com. You can tell these kids are, 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 are just being kids right now. Oh, look at them. They're smooching on ellipse. It's they're very smooching. Cool. They're kids. They're loving it. They're doing the whole swooning in the arms thing. And here's the most interesting one that kicks off the Bonnie and Clyde frenzy. So this third photo is uh, it's Bonnie, foot up on the car. It's fucking right hot. Hand, fucking hot. Right hand on a revolver. Magnum looks like. And in her teeth is a huge stonking cigar she's chomping on. Stirk. Very not ladylike. Of the time for a girl to be chomping on a cigar. So this was the this was the the hang up, the mind splinter that had the world fall in love with Bonnie and Clyde. It's not necessarily Clyde. It's just whoa. There's this femme fatale, cigar smoking, like magnum toting, like Xena princess warrior out there. Well, let's let's be honest here. I mean, when you think about Bonnie and Clyde, you're thinking about Bonnie. Because Clyde looks like uh, he is earnest, like Jim Varney or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, well, probably not, but I guess so. He doesn't look cool. Bonnie looks fucking cool. No, he's 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 that that scraggly, like, goth stagehand crew kid from high school. You know what I mean? I think this guy looks for fucking bubblegum underneath benches and eats it. So one of the first things the cops noticed about... Uh, these pictures as you can see there's a there's a bunch of them that are full frame you can see the heads and toes of both people now if you're a gambling man how tall do you think these people are four six both of them who both of them four even though one of them's clearly taller than the other one yeah well she's um, according to tom they're both four she's six. standing downhill uh, okay and travis how, how they're, they're munchkins how she looks tall she looks really are? fucking small on the, that grill and then you can see the picture yeah. of them standing next to each other. He's not that much bigger. I'm yep. thinking that he's like 5'2". Clyde is 5'4", and Bonnie is 4'11". So we got Damn. we got small people out here committing big crimes. <laughs> Judy Garland height. 4'11". You could, you, could, you could smuggle that in an overhead storage compartment. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That's like Oreo Slims, which I don't think are as good as regular Oreos. They're s- fucking slim, dude. It's just so, less. Yeah. Most of these pictures are just them posing. You know what I mean? Like there's a cheeky one where Bonnie is 
reenacting how she relieved an officer of his service weapon. You know what I mean? She's doing it to Clyde, holding a shotgun and, you know, stripping the revolver from the holster. And they're, they're posed. Bonnie doesn't even like cigars. We, we know her smokable of choice are camel c- cigarettes at this point. Right. So she's posing, but people don't realize this and launch this fucking fascination with this murderous couple who blows away cops without warning. Yeah. So it's really just a misinterpretation of a, a discarded film like role. And the, 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 the mania of Bonnie and Clyde is born, and everyone loves it. Can we take a little break? Yep, sure. After Clyde had become a full-fledged killer and gone in for big-time crime, he met Bonnie Parker, waitress and wife of a convict. What attracted this strange pair to each other will never be known. After a series of murders and bank jobs, Bonnie and Clyde were boldly keeping a rendezvous with some of their henchmen near Grapevine, Texas. While they waited, they drank whiskey, made love to each other, and practice their marksmanship by shooting at birds. On episode three of Jack. We're We're about to walk into something that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And it sure as hell not going to make any sense to you. It looks like that was an old, uh... What is Orange Julius? The good thing about being a hero is heroes get whatever they want. It looks like four or five police helicopters have passed the van and are heading towards the Bay Bridge. What is that smell? I think that's uh, a little gasoline, a little gunpowder, a little bit of blood, probably. Oh, there's only one way in and out of this place, pal. And you are not allowed to use it. You don't do the hiring on Treasure Town. We do the hiring. You do all of the hiring on Treasure Town. <laughs> all of it. Turn him over and you can walk away a rich man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the alternative is... The alternative is none of you survive this. Attitude is everything. Jack, the cyberpunk RPG podcast. Listen to episode three at patreon.com slash Asterios. The inevitable end. Retribution. Here is Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker, who died as they lived. So it's June 10th, 1933, and the idiot Clyde is driving around uh, Bonnie through uh, Willington, Texas. And Clyde thinks it's perfectly reasonable to ignore a bridge out warning sign. Just like, what? What What does that mean? Bridge out? Bridge is always out. I almost did that the other day. I was driving around. Apparently, there's been some flooding outside of Portland. Oh. And I drove through a sign that said high high waters. You drove through the sign. Yeah, I drove right through it. Hi, hello, waters. My girlfriend was like, oh, you should probably turn around. (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't know if you know how to read, but that yeah, says yeah. high waters. And you're just like, honey, I'm not asking for directions. <laughs> no, I turned around before my car went underwater. Dude, hearing your exhaust go blah, 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 is one of the fucking scariest things. That usually always happened in front of like Hail Sight 110 when it rained in Huntington. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Constant flooding. Dude, it's just scary. It's just like, I don't remember taping a fucking like kettle and kazoo to my tailpipe. What's that sound? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, 
Idiot Clyde blows through the bridge at warning sign, does a sick flip into the ravine, and uh, eventually douses his girlfriend in battery acid because he's a dumbass. Dude, was it uh, a gainer flip? It was a gainer. Monty's nice. left leg got soaked, soaked in battery acid to the point where people were saying all the hide was gone. It was definitely visible in, uh, bone was definitely visible in more than one location, and oh. the the tendon damage uh, involuntarily uh, pulled the leg up in a curl. So, like, Bonnie had to, like, flamingo for the rest of her life because she got splashed with this, like, battery acid. Clyde oh. had to carry her or she'd have to, like, hop around. That's Dang. not a good criminal anymore. No. So, no. here we go. Clyde gimped himself with that stupid axe and his girlfriend with battery acid because he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So, they're just... And they're, they're they're both limping around at this point. Both tiny limpers. Yeah, I feel worse for Bonnie because that's a lot of battery acid that it ate your skin leg skin off. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can eat skin off a turkey leg really quick, but I don't think I'd eat it that fast. I'm gonna call you battery acid. <laughs> yeah, battery uh, acid. Let's reform. talk about the very good. Let's talk about the Red Crown Tourist Resort. This is a swanky joint you can rent if you uh, want to clean your gun or you want to fuck. Uh, Clyde did just that. He rented the place out. Uh, he paid with coins, which don't have serial numbers. Like so, Bitcoin? Clever. Nice. Like fucking Doge. full dollars. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, and back then Doge. it was like three bucks a night, so... Uh, that wasn't like dumping a uh, a wheelbarrow full of pennies on the desk. Yes, it was. It wasn't that. Like you could give him like six full dollar coins and probably have change in that transaction. Innkeeper, here's your pay, <laughs> <laughs> sir. It's 2021. That can't ever be right. And you know damn well we only take credit cards. <laughs> and I'll have to ask you to close your rope now. I got scammed at a hotel one time because they asked me to do the the old school credit card thing where they take the chunk, yeah, chunk, and then somebody up in upstate New York bought a jet ski the next week. <laughs> I'm like, I did not buy a jet ski. Are you sure? Uh, I think so. So the Barrow Gangers doing three weird things that eventually got the cops called on them. One, they were paying for their lodging and uh, refreshment with coin instead of. You know, bills or any other credit line. Uh, the second thing they're doing is they're they're uh, fly papering up the windows. That might be suspicious. You got a lot of flies in there, lady. Just all fly paper, uh, makeshift with like newspaper and glue. But the real reason was to keep prying eyes out. And the suspicious straw that broke the camel's back is actually your boy Clyde Barrow parking gangster style in the garage. Is that like when they hold their guns wrong? No, that's just that, that's just backing into a spot. See, back in the day, you only needed to be somewhere if you were a villain. So only a villain would park ass backwards into a parking spot. Wait, you're so saying people oh, saw that. got caught for parking backwards in a spot? It was considered gangster fucking tendency to park backwards in a spot this day and age. I always feel like that's totally unnecessary. People that are just doing that are showing off. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe you need to get out of here, and maybe the 40 seconds it takes to reorient your car after nosing in means something to you. But usually it doesn't. But I guess back in these days, like Clyde was like, I'm not drinking, and I'm always backing into spots so we can 
fucking pull the stakes out mad quick. But this, like, apparently criminal tendency got him caught again. Right. So, like, mad quick is, like, 35 miles per hour. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get a cheetah that could run faster than your car. An actual Jaguar. Yeah. It's faster than the Jaguar. So maybe Bonnie and Clyde with her gimpy acid leg and his gimpy foot. There's two have, There's two good feet between the both of them. Yeah, they should have just rented some Jaguars and put saddles on them. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just felt like moving closer to the mic. I, I felt like stopping talking there. Yeah. No, just, it's important. It's these weird. two American icons on Jaguars riding well, into the sunset. I honestly think Zwick has a plug-in that just kills the dead air. So... you. You may not have heard that, but there's a there's a what would you call that? A good twenty eight minutes of silence there, Tom. Yeah, no, I'm I'm my eyes. I I haven't been blinking them because they're so glazed over. Some might call yeah. it uh, astonishment. It Tom, would you like to try my brand? I like your brand, and also I know it's not for me at the same time. What does that mean? Nothing. Looks so natural. Everyone can tell. That's a real boner he has. I'm going to go out into a forest and park my car backwards. And someone's going to go, hey, what are you doing? And I'm going to go, I'm a criminal. And shoot him in the throat. And this will be on TikTok. All right, Cody. Cody, so they're wearing their hats backwards like real gangster units. South Bill, yeah. Cool. So cops got calling them because they do a weird parking job that, you know, the day and age people aren't used to. Cops come rolling around. Of course, the barrel gang just picks up guns and starts holding triggers. And again, this is another re- this is this is another realm where the the Browning automatic rifle shines because the cops have the good old American-made Thompson machine guns. And those things are like those things fucking fire. Those things hurt. But Clyde with his one bar like holds off all these cops that have like, you know, these Thompson submachine guns just because it's that much of a fucking like cannon. Well, you've got a submachine gun and a light machine gun. Yes. Bigger bullet. <laughs> yeah. Hurt better. Um, so cops show up. Clyde holds them off with the bar. They make a break for it in their escape vehicle. Um, Buck is with them, the brother. Uh, he takes one to the fucking face from uh, a submachine gun. How's he doing? He had exposed skull, exposed brain, was semi-conscious, could talk, and could eat. But uh, not good at oh. running straight, apparently. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll do it. So he has a sushi face. You could see where the tuna is sticking out, and it's got yeah, a ring some, of white rice. There's some tuna hanging out of, uh, you know, Buck's head. Yeah, and he's fine. It's pretty much like it's pretty much that Pulp Fiction scene where they blow away what's his name, Marvin, but Marvin doesn't die all the way. And the entire car is like, Jesus Christ, what we, put it back in him. Like, can we pull over? Why are we going to pull over? There's cops behind us. Apparently, that was the always the atmosphere of, like, the Model T the Barrow Gang, like, was using. Just like, shut up and pull over. So, like, they can't decide whether to pull him over, pull, bring him to a hospital. Uh, Clyde has the great idea. Just like, let's stop at an abandoned theme park. That'd be a great setting to address my brother's head wound let's assess the situation in an abandoned theme park and the abandoned theme park was called dexfield and you know what if we can't fix him upright we'll just uh you know leave him on the stage next to some of the animatronics and uh, people will just think he's one of those bobblehead ooh, bears just like ready to play that banjo one's broken and stinky yeah 
Well, I'm just saying, if any of you guys are hurt, I'm bringing you to the nearest carnival, and I'm putting you on the Gravitron so your organs can go inside your body quicker. Cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm science, dude. There there was one hilarious point I forgot to mention. Uh, The gang only gets away from this police ambush because one of Clyde's big honking bar bullets hits a police car's horn, and the police car's horn gets stuck on and all of the rushing deputies think that's a ceasefire order from their superiors. Huh. Just because uh. it's like, ah! and they're thinking like that's a that's a stop, right? From the head honchos. And meanwhile, like this, you know, totally serendipitous accident is unfolding. Clyde just hauls it out of there with his brother, you know, with a bullet in his brother's head skull. And he's just like, I'm out. Bye. That was good luck. Mm. Okay. So that's so- how they that's how they get to Dexfield Park. So, Cody, you just sit up that one episode of Cowboy Bebop with the French fat guy again. Oh, that one's scary. Le yeah. Fowl? Le Fou? Yeah, La Fou? Le Fou. They're at this theme park. It's abandoned. It's spooky. Brain. <laughs> it is. I, I think it's, like, not in the regular rotation aside from, like, Toonami. Like, it doesn't get shown in Japan or something. Dude, it's weird. It is. But that's where we're at right now. Yes. Just imagine the fucking vibe. Like, shut down, dark amusement park there's clowns there's fun houses there's ferris wheels and you're there just looking at your brother and he's talking to you and he's fucking eating saltines but like more of his brain is just spilling out as he's like nodding along with the conversation and you're just like do i tell this guy he's dying i Uh, like clowns (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like turtles so uh clyde kind of started digging a grave for his brother he's like you're not walking out of here and i'm sorry i gotta bury you in a theme park but life is strange this way kiddo you're gonna get much better don't worry rest your eyes as he's like fucking digging the grave like shush now yeah if that if that happens i want a burial at sea in the lazy river (laughs) oh you oh the piss content would turn you to soup (laughs) instantly my friend no it wouldn't turn me to soup i'd be fucking i'd turn into the mummy I didn't bomb you, me. You get superpowers yeah. from the river of piss. And there you go. Okay. You, the, Travis flowing down the lazy river, a bunch of kids standing on him. They're playing Wipeout on the loudspeaker. There's Travis's open ass eyes staring face down the water. Most scary thing you've ever seen in your life. A band aid slithers into his mouth. Smells like burning pretzels. You guys want to get the pretzels kids are holding, like, No, the kids are holding marshmallows over at Travis's, like, bubbling corpse. Of course. Yeah, He's like on fire great. and in the water at the same time. This is what dreams are made of. Yeah. America. Uh, the locals of, uh, you know, the locals around Dexfield Park hear all the gunfire and they're like, holy shit, what's going on? They can actually follow, like, the tire tracks and blood trail back to the Barrow Gang. The Barrow Gang, excuse me. I only just recently... Nailed down how to pronounce that. So they're like, oh shit, it's the infamous Barrow Gang, Bonnie and Clyde. Let's be a mob and lynch them. So about a hundred locals get up and they and they circle Bonnie and Clyde. Clyde's just like digging a hole, freaking out, like, oh, this is gonna get bad. Bonnie's just like <laughs> I guess putting her finger in the hole to like <laughs> apply pressure. <laughs> and suddenly yeah. and suddenly Buck is speaking Taiwanese, like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> and uh, Bonnie and Clyde are just like we're gonna get lynched, and the cop the cops show up because all there's so much commotion with all these onlookers, and the the, the mob is a hundred triple digits. Why are people so, so pissed off about them? They're just having a good time. 
The yeah, theme park. It's tr- They're definitely having Travis, a good but time. They drink beer in park gangster style. Right. Oh, they're one of those G units. I believe yes, everyone was you. very upset with trespassing back in the day. You're yeah. sure. You are and trespassing. The water slide's closed. <laughs> you got you two aren't tall enough to ride these rides. <laughs> I think back in the day, trespassing was more just I'm angry, I can't do what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah ride fuck the you. Water fuck slide. you for having property. You're having fun. I'm out here like kind of cleaning a rock. Out, I'm out here making eggs over hard. All the eggs come out hard here. We're trying to soften them up. Yeah. Smack them around a little bit. Teach them who's boss. So these boys so are going to get lynched. They're going to get lynched. So Bonnie and Clyde are just like, fuck it. This guy's d- brother, dearest, is dead anyway. Look at him. You know what I mean? It's like looking down a burrito with, a, yeah. with his fucking head wound. And they're just like, hoof it. And Bonnie and Clyde, even though they're gimps and have a very small gait because they're tiny people, get away on foot from, you know, the crowd and the police have showed up at this time. I have to say that's a bad lynch mob. It's a terrible it's a lynch, lynch mob. mob. Well, the lynch mob was distracted with something. And it's the fact that Buck was able to understand what was going on and got up and started running with Bonnie and Clyde as well. Oh. But because of the whole head wound, he's not. He's kind of swerving a little bit, oh, God. not making a great amount of progress. So that stops the mob. Hey, and Buck, the cops divert, <laughs> divert, go back to the hole. Yeah, Take your own cops, hole, sir. Yeah, the cops. I, I'm Buck. picturing. I'm picturing who's the character in um, what's that? Apex Legends. The the guy yeah. played by uh, Nolan North, who's like makes a duplicate. Oh, of Mirage. Him. Mirage. Yeah. So he just sends out a mirage, and it's his brother who's like, I got brains in my head. Careful. Kind of out there. Now, I don't know this show. I don't know if a lot of our listeners do, but maybe they- It's a video game. Uh, I don't know this movie game, but uh, perhaps <laughs> they might know the the classic film Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. yes. So somewhere between there and Chester Cheeto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dear God. Oh, so geez. Buck is on his feet trying to run away, but he's like going in circles. The mob's confused. They don't, they stop. They're like, whoa, this guy's got a head wound. And is like, you know, doing really small track laps, you know, burning his own donuts into the grass. <laughs> and the cops are so weirded out, they just shoot him in the back. Nick? And he lives that. Buck. Buck? Yeah. The guy that's running around in circles with blood coming out of his head. The cops are just like. Yeah, they just shoot him in the back because they were that confused. I don't understand like, this. Let's just shoot him. That sounds yeah. like cops today. Yeah, yeah, they're like, he's technically running away, I guess. Shoot him. <laughs> he's, so. he's running around in circles screaming, please, please don't shoot. I have a mental disorder. Please, I am not armed. Please don't hurt I'm me. Mentally and of, of course, yeah. the initial reaction is just shoot. Shoot dead. Yes, this is a menace to society. He's running in circles. He might charge <laughs> me at some point. He might get dislodged from his circular motion. He might fall out of orbit. He'll come out of orbit. (laughs) So he gets shot in the back and he's like, ow, being shot in the back and the head really sucks. Mm. So Buck is arrested. He gets his surgery, but to no avail and dies five days later in a hospital surrounded by his family. Okay. But goddamn, this episode could have been about Buck. Yeah. Turkey thieving, like shot in the face, almost buried in a theme park. Like, Donut spinning motherfucker. First he yeah. was a turkey, and then he died cosplaying as a turkey. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of my so favorite Clyde- one of my favorite at the cosplay event. 
Ah, the, the American the turkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a woman with large breasts playing as one of my favorite anime girls. Nope. It's the American turkey that takes the show. <laughs> Always happens every year. Every yep. fucking year. Yep. Move aside, Laura Croft. Gravy, the turkey is coming. <laughs> so Clyde's brother is dead. Very sad times. <clears throat> the gang takes some time off to go, you know, spend with their families. Apparently that's a cool thing to do. If you're a criminal, just checking in on your folks every now and then. And uh, this this gang did that. Hey, mom, I'm still a piece of shit. How are you doing? <laughs> Dearest mother, I'm still a fucking pimple on the ass of society. <laughs> do you have any food stamps I could forge? Ma, I hear you, Mom, I hear you collect those little miniatures in the tea. I need them for a robbery. I'm gonna replace the jewels with Any the little drugs, mother, with the little things in your tea. <laughs> so keep in mind, Clyde is on the public public enemy list, and the cops are dumb, but they know enough. Like, hey, Clyde might you know hang out with his parents, so watch his parents. So Clyde had to resort to writing a letter, hiding it in some garbage, and then drive by littering in front of the gas station his dad worked at. And Papa Barrow would go to the garbage. Uh, find the empty Pepsi bottle and then take the letter from the Pepsi bottle. And then on that piece of uh, documentation, it would tell where to meet, where to meet, how to be, what to bring. Right. So Clyde has to like jump through all these fucking flaming hoops just to talk to his dad to set up a, 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 ni- a nice outing, like a brunch. Hey, dad. Mm-hmm. Let's go get some burgers. Uh, WD Murder Boy is not as smart and not as subtle. He just tells his mom like, hey, ma. I'm coming over and doing laundry. Make me a sandwich or something. And uh, surprise, surprise, uh, I would be shocked. The cops are there waiting for him, and they just take Murder Boy in. It's like, hey, we heard you killed a dude on Christmas. And he's like, yeah. We heard you like sandwiches. We got you a knuckle sandwich. Did you know sandwiches so, are illegal in this county unless you're purchasing them from a TGIF Fridays? Yeah, this, the, is a, uh, the, this uh, county doesn't have those. Yes, we, it's a it's a trick question. It's like the uh, it, it's like Jack Daniels being crafted in Lynchburg, Tennessee, which uh, <laughs> is Dry County, oh. even to this day, I believe. Even That's with all of our struggles, so this dumb seventeen year old gets arrested because he, he he does he's not moving smartly on the chessboard. He gets arrested. Uh, did I mention he's a dumb seventeen year old? He immediately gives up Bonnie and Clyde, flips on them. Bonnie and Clyde finally have their the ink on their arrest warrants wanted for murder dried. So it's just like, there you go. Murder boy flipping was all we need. We have signed, sealed, and appropriate uh, arrest warrants now. So interesting thing about ink, right? Oh, Everyone God always knows about damn. like the signing for autographs or doing fingerprinting. So interesting. As I dive, <laughs> as I dive into this lucrative business of buying antique pornography yeah. i've noticed that there is a subgenre of collectibles where you can get an imprint of someone's nipple as an ink blot that's pretty neat yeah i think so we what do that you'd, on like seal, you'd seal a letter with like an inverse of your nipple yeah like right in the, on I'm the actually paper. down with this i'm down with this one that's pretty cool yeah i'll take it Okay. So yeah. whose do you have? Who? What famous ones do you have framed on your wall? I have not received any of these artworks. Really? These, not even these one? capsules in time. All right. Yeah. Well, you keep looking. I will. 
<laughs> so Murder Boy W.D. Jones is out of the gang. So the Barrow gang is an all-time membership low. But January 16th rolls around and Clyde is finally like, hey, I'm going to do the thing I've been uh, saving money and guns up to do. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, why are we doing that again? And he's like, to fuck up the East Ham farm prison. I got raped there, remember? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can still do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could have just so not Clyde, mentioned it and moved along and probably survived somewhere in Canada or yeah. something. But, uh, you know, could've, sorry you went on a bad date there. Could have just said. who hooked up with Anziza, sorry, in jail. Yeah, could have just oh, no. admitted that you maybe liked your prostate tick a little bit. Come on, who doesn't? Dude. It's who 1932. Doesn't? Modern times. Modern times. Modern times. So Clyde's going to go fuck up the East Ham uh, prison farm. Uh, just so you know, uh, Barrow Gang has a easy peasy, no questions asked, $1,000 per head bounty, dead or alive. So it's just like, you get one of them, bring them in, it's worth 1000 bucks. Right. No questions. So if Buck was still in the, ban- in the band, you could have raked in an easy uh, $3,800 as some of his head was blown off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you to do the... You got to do the like the right tax allowances so yeah. you don't uh, get audited there. Like kind of yeah. missing some of his ear. We were hoping for the whole head, but uh, you know, yeah. here's here's the difference. <clears throat> he still spins around in circles and talks about how much he loves salami sandwiches. <laughs> salami. <laughs> so Clyde gets angry, gets all his guns, and he goes to the fucking prison farm, wrecks shit up, breaks a few people out, and he's satisfied. He's like, "Yeah, I finally did it." Did he pinch that fucking guy that pinched his butthole? Oh, he lead piped that guy, you remember? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, he's dead. That guy's been dead for ago. a while. Did he find his protege and pinch his butthole? No, he wouldn't do that. He hated that to himself. He no, but he, like, pinch it with a gun, though. Tom, do you know what he's fucking talking about? No, I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. All right, we'll Never mind. Let's just I'm just it. saying if he went on an anal a- Avengers. There's a $1,000 bounty in all their heads, and when you have a $1,000 bounty on heads... You start getting a posse starts forming. You know what I mean? It was like, and this is the uh, fuck. I can't. I think it's like Glinsburg posse, and it's six guys, and they want they want the they're gonna split whatever bounty they can get. If they kill like three of them, they'll split fucking three thousand dollars between the six of them. Five hundred dollars for like an evening's work. Not bad back in the day. Hmm. So <clears throat> we got a posse. Uh, there's a familiar face on this white ass posse and it's Ted Hinton. I told you to remember that name. Who remembers it? Oh, I remember. I don't know what he did, but I remember. He was the mailman who, uh, Bonnie bitched to how small the world is. Oh yes. Yeah. So Bonnie and Ted both have a change of careers and meet up again. Yes, Bonnie. The world is very small. For something like this to happen. Uh, okay, I see it. I so see. it's she's doing this weird thing where she's like crying to the universe, and the universe is like, I'll give you something to cry about. That guy you bitched to, I'm going to make him kill you. That's how fucked up, like, I'm going to, like, uh, not up fate for you. Yeah, and guess what? When he kills you, you're going to have acid leg. You're going to have a bone that you walk around on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call you a peg leg, but it's still yeah. your bone. Mm. So, <clears throat> and... The head of this posse is a guy called Hamer, and Hamer's a little bit of a smart guy. He figures out, like, oh, wait, these idiots are just sticking to the state lines. So whenever they get heat, they just cross and lay low. So he narrowed the search grid to, like, oh, just 
keep an eye on like the straight and narrow highways that go through the bush, like that go through the backways that are near the straight lines, and we'll eventually find these guys. And goddamn it, Hamer was correct. So they're still boy. they're still like hidden gas stations and shit, right? They're like, hidden gas station, okay. grocery store, feed store, general stores. Just and, and it's nothing big. At, there was one or two like low key fucking banks, but this was all mom and pop shit. You call okay. him an asshole for doing it. This is like he's not yeah. sticking it to the man, like you know Ned Kelly or any of our Robin Hood types of the past. They're just right. like fuck this bed and breakfast, yeah, with my machine gun, yeah. So, May 23rd, 1934, the posse camped out uh, for a day in the bushes, just in one of their, like, hot spots where they would think Bonnie and Clyde would be whistling by. Very hip. Tiny um, house. <laughs> Very hip. Very hip. Just, as, just before this posse calls it a day, they hear a very unmistakable sound, a V8 roaring in the distance. And they look at each other and like, well, we know who drives a fucking V8. Lock and load, boys, so they get ready. By the way, six of them, they each have automatic rifles, shotguns, and uh, backup revolvers. All this, six of them have that setup. What could go wrong? <laughs> Not, oh, pff, nothing? So this one time I'm airsoft. So go, shut up. Go ahead, and I, I, you can probably see where this is going, but ask me the question. Cody, why does my penis burn when I pee? I asked you a question. You're not going to tell me. Here, let me do your favor. Let me do your favor, Cody. Uh, So, Travis, um, just to answer your question quickly, you got AIDS. Now, Cody, uh, how do these idiots die? As the Ford approached, all six men unloaded first their automatic rifles, and then when those were dry, they transitioned to the shotgun. This eventually, and they emptied all their shotguns, and then this caused the car to flip into a ditch. And then, just to be extra safe, they all took out their backup revolvers and shot the car at six by six, 36 more times. It's so, pretty cool. Pretty this is, cool. This is no warrant needed days, no questions asked. The barrows don't ask questions. They pull the trigger. We're doing the same fucking thing to the barrows. This right, but be- they're not... They're not trying to hit a like a person target. They're just dumping into this car. They're dumping into the car, okay. even though... They can see both people are bloodied in the car. Both people being Bonnie and Clyde are bloodied in the car. Bonnie started to scream and was suddenly cut off after a shot went to the car. And they're like, did we get her? I don't know. Pull out the revolvers. <laughs> right. So this is before the expression that, that people say so often, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. At this time, yes. it was just shoot first and shoot second. And shoot more until gun gun go click. Right. There was never really a punctuation to this experience of that phrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shoot shoot first, shoot second, then go to the library and ask how many books can I take out from the library? Uh, So, Travis, 150 bullet holes were in that goddamn Model T. Dang. Uh, 17 were in Clyde. 26 were in fucking Bonnie. So that's a lot of lead. That's a lot of lead, and that's, a lot, that's more lead than a OnlyFans girl receives in her anus. That's more lead than three that's... Led Zeppelin cover bands uh, sharing the stage on a one-night performance at the Paramount in Huntington. <laughs> yeah. So 
we have this freaky, freaky small world coincidence where like the guy, Bonnie, was just like, it's a small world, right? And he's like, yes. Blows her the fuck away in a hail of gunfire. Huh. Ted Hinton. Um, this actually isn't the only weird thing like this in Bonnie's life. Um, once upon a, um, the coroner gets Bonnie's body and the coroner himself is a man named Darby. Um, the coroner's job is usually to get someone to fucking uh, identify the deceased. And this okay. coroner Darby is just like, I know exactly who this is. I have a personal relationship. This is Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. And the cops are just like, how do you know her? And Darby was just like, bitch carjacked me and abducted me a few years back. <laughs> so like he's in the backseat, like zip tied and they're making, he's making small chat with Bonnie and it comes up that Darby's a mortician and Bonnie looks at him and flips him a $5 bill and jokingly says, make me look nice when I come through. So she I've, does a, se- she does a second weird, like, Ooh, that's serendipitously weird that you're, you knew your killer and you knew your mortician. I bet that you were dude, dead. I bet that dude gave her a janky cat eye. That sounds Fuck gross. Me. What is it? Janky. You know, a cat eye. That's like a makeup, but it's, it's supposed to be your line. And I bet he oh, was like, the like Egyptian because he was like, you're a dumbass. Darby wasn't actually worried with her makeup because Darby actually had his hands full because uh, Bonnie's body was so bullet ridden. It wouldn't hold embalming fluid. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. She's like, uh, she's like, uh, I don't know. Why am I imagining Sponge? something with a bunch of like a pin cushion that's getting soaked, you know, with semen? Yeah, like Sponge Robert Squareman. Right. Yeah, yeah, what he said. Have you seen the picture of that man fingering him? I don't want to watch any SpongeBob porn. <laughs> what do we No. No, you never seen that? No. That's we're done with that. Oh, we're moving along. It's a good so, idea. So Bonnie's got this foreshadowing. Um, along with that roll of film that was developed in her Joplin hideout, they also found a poem. It's a good poem. It's got some beat and uh, rhythm to it. I'll read the last three stanzas. Uh if they try to act like citizens and rent them a nice little flat, about the third night, they're invited to fight by a subgun's rat-tat-tat. They don't think they're too smart or desperate. They know how the law always wins. They've been shot at before, but they do not ignore that death is the wages of sin. Someday they'll go down together. They'll bury them side by side. To few, it'll be grief. To the law, it'll be a relief. But it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. So Bonnie, pretty good poet. She's basically uh, a Tupac she's, shaker. She's freaking people out with like these. She's not seeing into the future. She's just flirting with the future because she's like talking with the guy that kills her. She's talking with the Darby, the embalming guy, and she's you know foreshadowing her you know demise. I would make her an original gangster. Yeah, you would make her that. You would dub her. You are the. I would dub the, the her. Has the authority on what is the gangster type? Yeah, give I would her, make her give her an of, N-word pass while you're I at would, it. I would make her one of the original gangsters. An OG. So the commotion that Bonnie and Clyde were slain made its gossip circuit. The small town the bodies were transported to exploded with tourism. The frenzy of tourists was five times of that of the, the usual population of the town. So you also did, um, uh, who was the fucking guy you did? Al Capone, not Al Capone. Dill? Yeah, Dillinger. Didn't that happen when he was dead too? Everyone was like, oh D- my God. Fact. Interesting fact. Uh, Dillinger actually sends Bonnie flowers for the funeral. Really? He's he's ah. that suave motherfucker. I, I missed that during the, the Dillinger episode, but he's ah. like, Mwah. Um, So he is around. He's not dead yet because he's able to send flowers. 
Um, anyway, uh, five times the population exploded five times of that of its usual size. Uh, the local townsfolk complained of going hungry during this time because the economy was apeshit wacko. Uh, the grocers and the eateries, you know, gouged their prices. So the locals were like, what the fuck? Why is a hot dog like eight dollars? You know, um, yeah, local well, tavern. And, and we know that this area was pretty much exclusively running on hot dogs. Uh, we're yeah. talking about nutrients. Even the cars, even yeah. the cars and tractors ran on hot dogs. Uh, individuals of a memorabilia hungry mob swarmed Clyde's body. One gentleman was seen attempting to amputate Clyde's trigger finger. And another guy was just trying to take an ear for funsies. Ear for funsies. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you could so, take my. If I die, you could take my ear. I don't give a shit. That's on the internet now, Travis. Yeah, I don't care, dude. Take it. But your mother is gonna be like, "Why does my son? Why does my son's body not have ears, officer?" And he's gonna have to play this episode. He's gonna where be like, "Your uh, soundbite is just like, take my ears." Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Uh, guess what? He made someone happy." Oh, guess what? He made someone happy. And you know who? Oh. You know who the officer is gonna be? Ice T. That's cool. Yeah, that, that, I mean, and uh, uh, CIS NCSU. What's the numbers that they I, use? I think he exclusively deals with rape victims. Well, you know, That's who knows how I'm going, Tom? <laughs> I know where you're Not, going. I have yeah. an idea. St. <laughs> Peter's just like, look at this wild card. Wow. I'm just going to throw him up in the air, see where he lands. I just want yeah, Ice T to be like, damn, this man died. <laughs> and that's. And now people are trying to get his ear. That's fucked up. I haven't actually watched a single no. episode with, with Ice-T, but I can imagine he always walks into the room and sees something gruesome and goes, damn, that's cold. No, yeah. actually what he does is he walks into the room already talking about something like ghastly horrible to do to another human being, and then he gets interrupted. So you're always just like, what the fuck was Ice-T just talking about? Is that right? Like, she... She like somebody froze a turd into a like a murder icicle and stabbed somebody, and then like, that's it, usually what's going on with Ice T's character. Yeah. He I'm walks into a room, and just when we thought we found the last pine cone in that asshole, we found yeah. Oh, what's yes. up? <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly what Ice T's character does. This man doesn't have for... any ears. That's normal. Ha! <laughs> can I get my coffee? That's that's always his character. It's either a horrible murder or some new fucked up like drug the kids are doing. I love his, and he gets he. I love his Twitter. Gone. It's fun. It's, it's, he's, it's a national treasure. He's a he's a boomer who doesn't need to get it. No, 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 no. He he doesn't need to impress anyone. No. Okay, let's continue. Let's wrap this episode up. It's getting late. Everyone wants right. to go home, including so, the people who are home listening to this. Yeah. So it's uh, the Conger Furniture Store and Funeral Parlor. What? The Conger Funeral Parlor and Furniture Store. Uh, it just happened that the best embalming fluid also preserved your leather couch the best back in the day. So those two businesses were set up next to each other or in the same establishment. I, I could build you a I coffin totally... or I could build you an ottoman. What do you want? I mean, coffins mm -hmm. are just pieces of furniture that go in the ground. Yeah. Subterranean furniture. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with the same kind of square footage. You know, you can put a couch or a coffin there. That's I think kind that's, of what my, show, my showroom offers. I think that's Casper's next business venture. The Casper Coffin. Dude, it comes in oh. that... Oh. Uh, <laughs> just roll it out. Yeah, exactly. The, the airtight sealed. vac seal, you just crack it open. <laughs> Spray a little Ooh. water on it. It's made of plaster Paris. 
It'll harden Biodegradable. up. Biodegradable. Yeah. We don't care about you or your dead loved ones, but we're cheap so, as fuck, and so you like us. So this <laughs> furniture store has to call Papa Barrow and just be like, sir, I have some bad news. I need you to come down to the furniture store. And Papa Barrow's like, what the fuck? Okay, I'll go to the furniture store. And his son's just there, pumped full of lead, 17 bullet holes dead. And he's just like, oh, no. He's like, yes, where, that's my son. Where's the meatballs? Not that type of furniture store. I don't know. The Swedes are very good at burying their issues. With meatballs. <laughs> so he walks in. He has to identify his son. And Papa Barrow spends the rest of the day crying in display rocking chairs in the furniture <laughs> section. <laughs> which He just tests so, them out. Yeah, it's so sad, but also like small town hilarious. <laughs> It's just like, well, the funeral parlor is also the Ikea. Better make the best of this. Just starts testing, like weeping softly in the display rocking chair. Oh, Papa Barrel, can I offer you a uh, five five cent hot dog and condolence? Ten percent off coupon. Yeah, here you go. Do you think that that's the idea behind Cracker Barrels? Why they have all those rocking chairs out there? Because you're gonna die soon. The the idea about it. So the idea of Cracker Barrels is rocking chairs. This is the idea they present to you. In front of you is the rocking chair. In front of you is the pancakes, the white gravy, the things of this nature. Oh, baby. The idea behind Cracker Barrel is diarrhea. (laughs) Kidney stones too. Yes. Yeah. They have my DNA in that place. They have a lot oh, of people's do. DNA in there. That's the first CRISPR facility. Yep. Ew. The inside of a Cracker Barrel. We need as we need as much insides of people as possible. You know what? That's actually an airtight cover. Like, where do you think a secret <laughs> gene editing lab is? Cracker Barrel. In a fucking Cracker Barrel? No. Listen, everyone no. who goes to a Cracker Barrel is going to donate some liquid mass, Okay. Yeah, yeah, if you're real lucky, he's going to be hiding in the dumpster with Darlene. You know what I'm saying? That I would not consider that lucky at all. That's very lucky. I think that is par for the course, but lucky How is... How is Darlene? All right, lucky from person to person varies. I'll give you that. I'm just saying there's more than just white gravy in your souffle, my friend, buddy. All right. So but just a few... Gene, so just Cody, a few kill hundred, me! Kill it! So just a few hundred... I'm fucking trying, and you keep cutting me off. I'm just talking about my gravy of... White you're just like screaming, like, put me on my misery while you're just like swatting the pistol in my hand. <laughs> like, you're like fingering the barrel, like, kill me already, fucker. I'm just like, if you would let me, sir, I would be delighted. Okay, I'll shut up. Stop French kissing my muzzle. <laughs> A few hundred people attended Clyde's funeral, 20,000 people attended Bonnie's. She's what? Twitch streaming, right? Right. Yeah. Is that a eighteen thousand simps? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nineteen thirty simps, right there. Eighteen thousand simps, fifteen hundred lesbians, and five hundred good friends. Really, really good friends. Perhaps friends with benefits, which is what you call a lesbian after you hook up to him. Hook up to him like some kind of matrix. I was going to say suckerfish. I do Yes. The lamprey. That's I heard cool. like uh, like uh, Bonnie's selling her like chaw spit. How much you want to buy? Oh for? yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Vito said yeah. he would come on the show, but uh, we missed correspondence, so we'll get him on sometime. And we'll, oh, that's cool. We'll ask him about okay. vaping. Bell. That's amazing. Bath water. We can bring people back. Oh, that Vito. I'm sorry. 
Yes, not Don Vito. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was confused. I was ex- I was real excited and worried for a second there. Yeah, no, please, please. Uh, Vito, take care of yourself. So, as I said, your boy John Dillinger sends his condolences via flower bouquet. Also, uh, pretty boy Clyde, a gangster we have not done yet, does uh, similar, sends his condolences via bouquet. Pretty boy Clyde? Are pretty we talking boy about Clyde. Him? We, we sh- I will. Okay. I will. Not well, Bonnie fuck, and Clyde. Fu- There's a different Clyde. Pretty boy Clyde. Okay. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. So here's an interesting, weird loophole fact of the South. Uh, the posse, this is Louisiana, by the way, where all this goes down. Uh, the posse that gunned down Bonnie and Clyde, uh, there, was, there wasn't enough Skrilla to uh, fulfill their bounty. So they're just like, we, there's a thousand bounties. We killed both of them. Give us, give us 2K. And, you know, the local authorities were just like, it's fucking Louisiana and the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like the posse was just like, this sucks. We, we killed people for no reason. And there, the weird w- ruling in the law is if, if, if lawmen who were promised a bounty cannot get paid that bounty, those lawmen get their free pickings of the evidence. Oh, right, so well, they sell weird shit? Yeah, they they are allowed to go into the car they shot up and take whatever they want from the car because they can't be compensated. So, like, this is, like, a mercy law that, like, Louisiana has. Like, oh, we can't pay you? Take some of the evidence locker with you, please. I found this $1,000 in there, but I got a bullet hole in it. <laughs> Dying. Shit. Dang. So, your boy, Hamer, the leader of the posse, took, you know, the... the all of the guns in the trunk. He also helped himself to Clyde's fishing and tackle box. And apparently Clyde was a little bit of a musician because uh, Hamer also took a saxophone from the car. Yeah, we got a Bill Clinton stealing things. Nice. Also, some unnamed unscrupulous fucking posse member helped himself to uh, Bonnie's unmentionables. Like some kind of sick fuck. Well, I can't, can't imagine why he wouldn't. I mean, why, why does he need that? What's going on? If you have 20,000 people that? showing up to her funeral and you're the only person in Louisiana with their panties, you well, might have some eBay in your future. I mean, I'm also thinking, what do those panties smell like? Because that leg that's been that has gangrene yeah, is probably leg. floating upwards up her skirt or whatever. Gravity. The yeah. panty line. Yep. Yep. And smelling terrible because that's his rotting leg. Also, this is like 1930s underwears for ladies, which like kind of resemble like champion basketball sh- uh, <laughs> basketball shorts from the yeah, 90s. Yeah, dude. Like they're not yeah. really that sexy. They're like Yeah, no, 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 no. You can fuck in them, but it's not sexy looking. You can, yeah, you could fuck in basketball shorts, but you also look like an idiot that's 12. Yeah, I'd probably just go for the money. I would ask the him for the money. Can I can you p- pay me? They said no already. Yeah, but just, just like, ask them again. They're from Louisiana. Yeah, but wouldn't the, trof- the trophy would be the money that's in the car? <laughs> yeah, tell them you're about to get one of those Southern Democrat lawyers and that you got to set up like a payment system. Also, Louisiana is probably worth about $5,000 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the entire. That's true. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana purchase. Mm-hmm. That's $20. So that's, <laughs> that's some percentage. There you go. There you have him. Clyde Chestnut Barrow. He's a dumbass that got his foot and sphincter wrecked in prison. He swore revenge against the prison, not the estate, like, not the man. Uh, he killed innocents and police to make it happen. 
Uh, Clyde and the Barrow Gang killed over a dozen people, robbing small businesses in the process while swerving across state lines in trusty American-made, albeit stolen, muscle cars and machine guns. This is Tom, great. What do, you, what do you feel about these two men? Women? Well, men. Wow. You know, Bonnie was... He really hasn't been paying attention at all. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Women, men. I consider everyone men. I'm equal opportunities. I, I think really? that... Um, I, I believe there's been a few movies made on this. Of course. Right. Um, I'll have to watch the movie before I have an opinion. That's very smart. Yeah. Because I, I, <laughs> I am a real American. I fight for the uh, right of every man. No, in all seriousness, uh, it's a fun story. Uh, Cody, you bring up a good, good uh, point here about how he's very obsessed with, y- you know, making sure that the school system that he got uh, handed to, you know, with his butt, that he, that he swore vengeance on them, even though he killed. Yeah, the very dude, it's man a vengeance story. Raping them. Him. But he was like, some people watched him rape me. I'm going to kill those guys, too. Well, maybe. And I'm going to kill those bosses. Well, yeah. I remember the trivia I wanted to share, by the way. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know anything about that. I think it's interesting. Um, it, it, interesting character. Yes. I remembered some of the trivia. Um, remember that poem Bonnie wrote? He's like, oh, it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. We'll be buried together. Yeah. Uh, no. Like hell... Uh, Bonnie's mother would let her own daughter like be eternally laid to rest next to a criminal. So she was just like, no, I'm not going to encourage this daughter buried alone. Thank you. Cause she's, you know, like she has nothing to do with this like criminal really. Um, so that's kind of like uh, Sid Vicious and Nancy Spriggan, right? Or yeah. whatever her name is. Yeah. Two so, terrible people that for some reason their family still justified how nice they so, were. Yeah. There you go. So, um, Clyde's family was told by uh, the Barrows were told by the Parkers, fuck off, we're not burying our daughter next to your son. So the Barrows took Clyde and just buried him next to his uh, turkey-thieving brother, Buck. So that's a that's a hell of a cock block. That's an eternal cock right. block. He's just like, oh, I get to be, I get to be bar- buried next to my fucking teenage girlfriend for all eternity. This is going to be great. It's like, oh, wait, it's a bunk, brother. Brother. It's a bunk bed with my brother. Fuck! But they actually they they put them in the same grave. They just they exhumed. Yeah, they're Buck, next to each other. They no no. Let's just pretend they exhumed them and then they dug further and they yeah, dropped them on beds. top of each other. Mm-hmm. That was the first bunk bed. Yeah, the first yeah. bunk bed. Which... And the guy lowering the 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 second coffin is like Jenga. Yeah, right. I don't know. Personally, I think that Bonnie was the first e girl. She's like straight up making sense. Look at her posing. She's like posing with guns and like criminals. Like this is what influencers do. Yeah. And I think that Clyde is just a little fucking simp boy. He's dumb. He's an idiot. Really stupid. Still ruins turkeys. legs. Ruins legs. Yeah. He's just really dumb. Like, like you ever see, I feel like when you're growing up, right, there's always that girl that's like, oh, like, uh, like she's pretty hot, but she hangs out with really dumb people. Oh, yeah, dude. Right, like really dumb, like edgy, dumb people. Like that's you can tell, what this. You is. can tell the edginess isn't even real. No, I mean, it's like, oh, oh, really? He wears leather and he's a Buddhist. Okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> okay, Theo. But dude, Look. he shops at Spence's, not Hot Topic. Right, he's got uh, he's sophisticated. Um, well, <laughs> all right. So to wrap this up, Cody, thank you for bringing this in. I didn't really know shit. Yeah, As I said before, I don't know anything about Benny and Clyde. I thought these guys were bank robbers. They I didn't do that. Me really. too. I thought that they were th- maybe a little cool. 
it turns out that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's my final thought. Uh, and- oh, wait, did I... I didn't, I didn't. I didn't fucking give the ages. They died at uh, twenty five and twenty four. Oh, Re- really? They beat the twenty seven year old club. Have you ever met a twenty four year old? Dumb, dumb. Have you ever met a dead one? Even stupider. Stupid. Yeah. As dumb as rocks. Maybe broccoli. Maybe right. as dumb as why the fuck would you do this or whatever that show was that Tom started with? What? What? Just, just people in their early twenties talking about. What the fuck is wrong with this? Oh, oh yeah, that, that terrible <laughs> show. Fuck is I won't plug them again, because if you haven't already done it, I'm not getting there. But look, Cody, thanks for doing the research. Travis, thanks for yeah, being yourself, as you do. Um, My pee is out. I think it's best to wrap this up with a good old thank you to our listeners. Thank you yep. as we uh, grind through these troubling evenings with these troubling stories about two people who are somewhat troubled. My name is Cody, and that's Travis. Shut up. You know our names. Yeah, and go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give us some money. We're going to do something cool with it, I guess. I don't know. We still haven't figured out what we're doing with it, but I think it really helps uh, our morale at this point. Let's m- let's make Mike just, like, eat $20. I'm just going to end the show with some a song that I think encapsulates the angst of... You got something lined of, up? Encapsulates the angst of this episode with these 20-something... Okay, take us out, Jailbird. Like this. It's something unpredictable. In the end, it's right. I hope you ate my chicken and rice. That's good. Just wait. End it there.